My God, look at this beautiful face. I'm even up. I got up early. Took a shower. I got my, look at me. I got my, God, God almighty, you guys don't know my old man. But I, <laughs> as I've gotten older, what the hell? You dressing like your dad? Like, what are you talking about? Oh, look, I got a sweater. I never wore sweaters. My dad would always get me sweaters. He thought that was Christmas gifts. You know, clothing your children. That's what every kid wants is a fucking sweater. And now as an old man with gray hair, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, it's a nice. And I don't have. He had a sweater collection, like a closet full of sweaters in case, I don't know, a second ice age was coming. And so he gave me the, and no kid wants a sweater. Now I have like three somewhat fashionable sweaters chosen by the JF, by the way. And if you're a smart man, you let your woman dress you. I know that's going to get some disagreements. I'm sure I probably, Rich Cooper, if I disagree. I'm, I know many other people would. I, not a, what? If you're committed to a gal, she says, I want you to a fine. What do you want? I'm not chasing after any other tail. I've chased after enough of your kind. Do I want to go back to Vietnam? No. Hey, remember, remember the Battle of Verdun, huh? Wasn't it a grand old time? You French guys want to do that again, right? So she picked me out. Come, well, can I get it? Fine, yes. And she buys it for me, too. So it's like, okay, fine, yeah. I don't care. I'll wear whatever monkey suit you want, unless it's like I'm going out in public and looking like an idiot. <clears throat> so I got like three okay sweaters. But then as time has gone on, you know, I look at pictures, and I look at that, and I look at it, and I'm like, oh, Jesus. I am turning into him physically. <clears throat> Thankfully got my hair. Uh, but yeah, even the New Balance shoes, which by the way are great shoes. They're great shoes. All the little baby sugar mama's like, oh, big daddy shit. See, you go running and hiking with them New Balance shoes. I'm like, you're down right there, hot little baby sugar mama. I go running with my New Balance shoes and climb up the mountains, go running, and I go left, right, left, right, sometimes right, left, right, left, and they're like, oh, my goodness, Big Daddy, see, you so sexy with your with your sweater and your cuffs up and everything else. You got your New Balance I actually had white New Balance shoes, took a picture of them when I was hiking. I was trying to get the, the aim I was going for. Frenchman Peak, Atham, look it up, on the more or less east side of Las Vegas, and it looks over. Vegas, because Vegas just sits in a valley. And Nellis Air Force Base is to the north and west. But you you, you can see planes. I saw a plane. You knew it was a plane because it's a reflection. It's moving too fast. And then it just went shoot straight up. Then you hear and feel. I'm like, that's probably an F-15 or something. And it just like that anchored out. So to get a picture and, of course, to like, ha-ha, look at you, lazy, you no know, good fucks. I'm me. Up on top of a mountain on a Tuesday while you're all stuck at the office. So I had my little feet sticking out like that. And they were white new pants shoes. And then a, a friend of mine online, she, Jesus Christ, Boomer, what do you got? White new pants? Like, not new pants, just they got to be. I'm like, what, what's wrong with new? And I got them for free. The new balance shoes, that, which was lucky to have them as new balance shoes. Um, the gym I go to, at least a while ago, before the Boomer coof, um, they you you say well if you got some leftover shoes shoes you're done using workout shoes throw them in this box and it, and man look I I'm all for staying in shape and exercising and get a good rigorous workout I'm always for a good 
workout regimen you're never going to hear, especially running and hiking. But, man, there are some elitists where if they don't have the right amount of tread, they get rid of their shoes. And so I went into this box. I'm looking at the soles. I'm like, this still got tread on it, man. I got like three pairs of shoes, one of which happens to be a white pair of boomer shoes, New Balance shoes. And uh, no, they work great. I got here. I'll even show you right now. Now, hold on. Hold on in now, baby mamas. I need you all to sit down, relax, okay? Maybe don't look at it too long. Do not look into the light, my fine sugar little baby mamas. But look at how this sexy shit is. Like, dude, the New Balance shoes. All right, calm down now, my little honeys. Calm down. Big Daddy C going to come back up to the microphone. Just calm down. I said calm down there, women's. Just do little skirts, little chases. Just sit down, relax. Big Daddy C coming up to the microphone again. All right, now. <clears throat> That's how I kind of envision my future life. A harem of women just calling me Big Daddy C. You got a dream, man. You got a dream. Anyway, yeah. So I, I, they've worked. I've gone through like several pair. They're great. Unfortunately, now I don't get the free shoes no more. Try to be old cheap Jew cappy over here. I can't now because they all the COVID. Oh, you don't want you to get like free shoes. Shoes are expensive. Like 60 bucks for a new pair. Like, nah, these are broken in, right size. Say so that money go to the septic tank fund. Which, by the way, I checked out Subscribestar. Subscribestar.com slash Aaron Clary. I think slash Aaron Clary. <clears throat> and the septic tank fund, We guess how much we raised for the septic tank fund so far? Guess how much? I'll give you a hint. It's a uh, South Park reference. <laughs> Chef's parrots. Now a bunch of you already got it. That's right. Tree fitting. We got tree fitting. <laughs> 7,500 for him, but it's still, it's still cool. I'll be, hey, we got about tree fitting. So Cappy is that much closer to being able to poo at his new place. And then I got a um, new experience. Never. It, it just, it just dawned on me. Cause this is a new, I've never built a house. <clears throat> never really had a house to myself. It was always a duplex or a triplex and I was living in the basement or I had to, like, I didn't have, I have never, the last time I lived in a real house was with my folks in 1992, 93. So now I, you know, I've lived in, I've lived in less than 600 square feet this entire time. Maybe in Wyoming, I had, I did have a two bedroom so that was a little bit bigger. But one entire room was just empty. I just threw my clothes in there. So I don't got a lot of stuff. And now it dawns on me that, you know, the house I'm building, is not huge, but it's got some space and I got to fill it. And I always wanted to have the Schwank James Bond villain layer hideout. And the house is kind of going to look like it, but the interior definitely. So it's all going to be black and shiny and, and cognac things. Ah, Mr. Bond. I see you figured out the thing I wanted you to figure out, which would throw you off for figuring out the thing that I didn't want you to figure out. <laughs> Mr. Bond, why don't you join me? You're a superior man. I would never join the likes of you. Ah, oh, that's where you're wrong, Mr. Bond. I don't know what my plan for world domination would be. But uh, <clears throat> I got to fill it because there's, you know, there's a floor plan. And I was taking the tape measure out and I'm looking. Uh, at that, uh, you know, like how much room I got to work with. I'm like, whoa, 
<laughs> That's the main floor. The basement is even uh, more open because there's no kitchen down there. Now, there's a utility room and, and some study rooms and all that, but the downstairs is even more open than the upstairs because there's no dining room or anything like that. And so now I'm faced with the first time in my life of buying furniture. And whereas I was perfectly all right, well, you guys could kind of see this couch. That's not even my couch. I've never paid for furniture, never. I've always gotten it used, gone to Goodwill. Someone donates a couch. I've upholstered my own furniture very poorly with like a staple gun. It worked. It worked. I pulled it off. I pulled off a, a feel. I pulled off a motif in my basement pa- uh, bachelor pad at one time. But now it's it's kind of like, all right, do I want to go buy a used couch? Waste my time upholstering it very poorly, I might add. Or should I just drop the money? And then the GF is like, let's go to Ikea. And it's there. It's by the Mall of America. I had never been. And then we what? We, we go there. I'm like, what? why, why, whoa, 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 whoa. It's where the normal people go. What toxic, painful horrors and demons await me in the IQ? What am I, I going to run into? Lines? Women saying, oh, my gosh, Tina, look at this little armoire. Oh, my God, Amy. What? Basically, what is going to be in the IKEA that I'm going to say, God, I wish I had my gun. I could kill these people. Like, not in a psychopathic way, but in a perfectly normal, healthy way. Like, what bullshit am I going to run in? Oh, no, it's furniture. It's cheap furniture. I'm like, okay, because I remember the jokes people made in popular culture about IKEA having cheap furniture. So you go through like a maze of stairs and guiding paths, and then you get to the thing, and I'm like, oh, it, they, they walk you. Th- it's like a winter wonderland. Like when you're a little kid, I don't know if you guys had this when you were kids, the local mall, you could go visit Santa, and then you go on a path, and they have like different Christmas uh, scenes and ornamentation and displays and then you walk there and then there's Santa at the end like that's not Santa that's some weird guy because your your spidey senses are going off as a four-year-old kid that's why all of them cry you're not fooling any of these kids by the way and the sense is hey you want a sweater no how about some new balance shoes uh <laughs> so that's what it is in Ikea and you're just going through different like rooms they've set up using their different uh, furnitures to say, oh, look, see, that kind of goes together. And look at that crazy lamp made by boring Norwegians. And uh, I was like, this is kind of cool. And I was going through it. And then I saw it. I saw the James Bond villain uh, sofa arrangement set. Black, leather, kind of like the old Mission Impossible. If you remember the old Mission Impossible, when I think it was even black and white. They're all cool, really cool people in suits and ties and dressed very sharply. And uh, <clears throat> Mr. Phelps would come in and like, that's right, Barney, and da-da-da. But Jim, da-da-da-da-da, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just scripted. It's great. But they always had the coolest, like, bachelor pad. There was a fireplace that shot up. But you could sit around on the side of it. And there was always that black leather sectionals. That's what they called sectional. And uh, with silver f- uh, feet like silver accents, so it's just black and silver. 
And I'm just like, I don't even have a glass in my hand. I'm already starting to swill it around like, yes, Mr. Bond. I was like, that's what I want. And then there was this really cool late 50s, early 60s style thing. I don't know. what uh, The women all know, oh, that's an armoire. That's a hutch. That's a <clears throat> Davenport. I'm like, this is a display thing. And it looks so cool. I'm like, that's what the TV is going to go on. And so you grab a, a sheet and it, and I guess the way Ikea works, they keep the prices down. Is they don't assemble this for you. You got to assemble your own furniture. And then so you go through the maze. You don't see Santa Claus. And you go around and you're like, oh, look at all that stuff. And then you dump out into the warehouse. Remember the warehouses you communists keep saying that capitalism has failed to provide you? Like in your dream world, there'd just be warehouses of goods. Yeah, it's kind of like that. You know, kind of like how Amazon, how it's already existing through capitalism. Yeah, so there's a warehouse. And you got the sheet and there's aisles and numbers. And you're like, oh, oh, I see. So that's how, and there's, and I dawned on me, there's nobody at Ikea, no employees anyway. There's checkout people, the guy saying, go there, go there, go there, go there. There's some people selling some crappy Swedish food that they make. I don't know if I, it's like the Target when Target had their own restaurants. <clears throat> but I really, wait, there was no one up there. Like it's, it's like a brilliant business model. It's like Trader Joe's. Like I, I don't really like the people who shop at Trader Joe's, but by God, Trader Joe's, the business is a brilliant idea. Very well managed, very well organized. Br brilliant idea. Ikea was like, man, I'm starting to dig Ikea. And so then you got the warehouses that the communists wish they had. <laughs> Sorry, I have to laugh. I just thought about all the starving Venezuelans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember that time they voted for Chavez? Oh, oh, that was hilarious. Now their daughters are sucking dick. <clears throat> anyway, so I like, oh, so I get that and I get that. And then it's in, and it's in box. Oh, okay, I can figure this out. So the display, whatever it is that that, that thing is called uh, that I put my TV on, the thing I put my TV on. A stand, I guess. They got the stand. They got this little coffee table I want where I can lay out my master plans to James Bond when I capture him because I sent out a little piece of tail to schnooker him back in. Who would my villainous be? I want to see who would. Uh, Mr. Bond, I see you have met Monique. Monique, darling, thank you for bringing him. You may go. Welcome, Mr. Bond. I shall tell you my plan in great detail so that you may stop me later on. So it's got that little coffee table there. All slick, all sleek, all going to be very Mission Impossible-y. Except they don't have the, the sectional. <clears throat> they don't have the big-ass sofa that I want. The only place they got it is, I think, in New York or somewhere out east. And I was like, oh! So the one thing, the, the stand that the TV goes on, that's going to set me back $300 odd dollars. I'm like, mm. the table is going to set me back 200, the coffee table. Because mm. we're talking real money. That's a lot of used New Balance shoes to pull out of the, out of the workplace or out of the workout room, which I can't do anymore. My, my source of free shoes is gone. 
Cappy's got to incur. I got to pay for my own shoes now, damn it. So we're at 500 bucks. I, and I knew, kind of, all right, I'm going to have to spend some money. You know, this is the first time, the only time I'm going to buy new furniture. Then I look at the, the sectional I want, 2,500 bucks. <laughs> and it wasn't at the thing. I had to go online and da, da, da. I'm like, yeah, this is what I want. Because I want to talk to the one guy they have employed there, pointing people where to go here, go here, go here, go there. I want to, what, and then I, I kind of figured out on the internet because the line was long. I'm like, oh, it's 2,500 bucks. And oh, it's in Philadelphia or something like that. <clears throat> now, now comes philosophy time. Now comes Cappy got to think time. And I'm going through looking for the same furniture style. I went to Wayfair. I went to other. And it dawned on me. And here's an important lesson. Maybe this should be on the Older Brother podcast, but it's not. But it dawned on me, you can waste a lot more time trying to find you know $100 in savings than you could if you just worked. And I'm getting that sense where to for me to find the James Bond sofa setup, <clears throat> James Bond villain sofa setup, it's going to cost twenty five hundred bucks for the sofa setup. Now another five hundred for the James Bond villain uh, display table, and then the James Bond villain uh, TV thing. <laughs> Talking three thousand bucks. It's all in one place. I can guess I have it shipped to the Ikea in the Twin Cities. It's exactly what I want. I took the measurements and I realized I have a lot of space. <laughs> and so this thing is like 12 by 8. I mean, it's huge. It's huge. I'm like, I'm never going to have enough. It's, it's 52,000. I'm like, I'm never going to have this many people in my house ever. <clears throat> but there's a big area that needs to be filled. I'm going to lay down a white oh, well, white rug, by the way, is going to set you back two to 300 bucks anyway. So now we're in the 32, 33. Let's just call it 35 with taxes and shipping and all that. So now I'm in the 3,500 category, and I'm hemming and hawing. And, and then dawn on me, wait a minute. Look, and this is where we might take minimalism too far. By the way, minimalism seminar starting. A course, course. Modern Life John says call it a course. Minimalism course starting the 25th for any newbies here who aren't familiar with minimalism. This is where you take minimalism too far because I am all of a sudden going to easily waste $1,000 worth of my time fucking around on the internet trying to find all this stuff. Whereas if I just bite the bullet and go in and buy this thing, it's, it's and then I also started to think a little philosophical. We had Rahul. I don't know if you guys remember Rahul, our East Indian agent in the field. He was having a hard time spending his money. Not profitably uh, or, or foolishly. He was saving half his money. He squirreled all his, his money away where he should, according to East Indian, uh, and, you know, like their 401ks or whatever he's got. He's got no debt. <clears throat> he's like, Cappy, how do I spend the money? And I said, me and Jack were on it. And Jack spends his money on those uh, high-end Lego, pirate ship Lego collections. Because Lego is, the corporation is just, you know, three feet away from because everything's very small in northern europe it's like oh yeah Denmark's there Denmark. look i'm in the airspace of france <laughs> don't do this you violate people's airspace in some of those northern european countries um <clears throat> and it it was like well look you, 
you got to live life a little bit. And, you know, getting a collectible that still will maintain its value in theory. It won't be a wasting of money like, you know, uh, I'm trying to think, you know, booze, drugs, whatever else. Uh, you know, you got this thing, you got that. And then it dawned on me like, okay, I'm allowed. This is the one time I am allowed to be a normal person. And when you get a new house, I'm going to get a little bit of new furniture. And, and there will be other additions to the house. Uh, down the road, what I'd like to do my downstairs, I want to, I got my Star Wars arcade game, but I want to get some tabletop ones like Galaga and Pac-Man, the originals. Um, and, you know, those are not necessary, but those will keep their value and it'll add. It's like, if you ever come visit the old Capmeister, um, the downstairs will be like, you know, kind of the game room. I'm going to get one of those, <clears throat> uh, bocce ball shuffleboard things with the, uh, the, 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 it's like a wax sand, like a wax powder. You got these little metal discs and you push them on a, on a slated piece of wood. I think it's like shuffleboard, but it's, I'm going to get one of those. Uh, I'm going to have a poker table where you flip it up. It's also roulette. If I can find something like that, these are not all going to be purchased in one shot, right? But the downstairs will slowly grow into the game room I've always wanted. Uh, and the upstairs, I'm going to have, you know, this piece of furniture and that, but then it don't have like, that's about it. There's not like, yeah, we're going to take this couch because it's the most comfy couch ever. Put it downstairs. Got to have the chairs I got over at the island. <clears throat> we picked up those pretty cheap. They're, I don't like them too much, though. Uh, they're going to temporarily you know, substitute for the chairs we want in the kitchen. And we'll get by. It, look, <laughs> nobody visits me in a population of 3 million. No one's going to fly out to Rapid City in a population of 100,000. You know, it's just going to be, it really is just going to be me swifting my thing of brandy or whatever. Like, ah, I'll be talking to myself a lot in this place. And the GF will have to dress like a James Bond villainess, which I'm not against. <clears throat> and then, uh, yeah, so the furniture is going to, it's going to, but so this, all I got to really buy for now is this suite or this setup of James Bond villain furniture. And so I've, I've accepted, I've let go, and above all else, I'm going to enjoy. Not so much the furniture. I am going to enjoy the furniture, but almost, if not more importantly, what I'm getting more joy out of it is the relaxation that I can buy this and not feel any guilt. Like, okay, I've earned it. I've earned it. Contrasted to the normie conforming inferiors of the world who put everything on credit and they stress and they struggle and they strive. I got the complete op where I, I stress and struggle. It's oh, 3,500 that uh, 1997. That would have been like a uh, six months rent or something like that. It's like, no, <clears throat> it is perfectly acceptable and time saving and earned to just buy this damn thing, be done and over with it. Not dick around with trying to find people. Go to Wayfair. Go to this place. Order it online. That, 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 No. Boom. I'm buying it. Done. <clears throat> and I'll have my, my central command in the southern command. It'll, it'll be like, yes, this is where all the villainous ideas and the brandy swirling. Okay? And then the baby sugar mamas come walking by. and like, oh, big daddy, see? You come up with a plot to take over the world again. I'm like, that's right. I found little sugar mama. 
It involves taking over the corporation called New Balance. We'll have all the men and the women of the world wear New Balance shoes. And then I will have my special chemically infused souls that will make them all my slaves. And we'll have a New Balance army in the world. No, Big Daddy, see, you're the sexiest thing ever. Now go put on your New Balance high heels I just bought you, Sugar Mama One. Sugar Mamas, yes. Yes, they'll be called the Sugar Mamas. Sugar Mama One, Sugar Mama Two, Sugar Mama Three. That James Bond. Now I'm all of a sudden becoming a Southern Bell. Uh, what's the antebellum colonel? Sugar Mama One, Sugar Mama Two, Sugar Mama Three. That James Bond fella is getting way too much up in my shit. Go take care of them, sweet sugar mamas. Yes, Big Daddy C. Bring him back alive, though, because I want to fuck up my entire plan so he can stop me. What do we got? What do we got? All right. <clears throat> Super chats already. We got we got news, by the way. We got news. ETC Shadow for five bucks. Cappy spot, spots more cancer on TV, swigs some whiskey, and unloads the gun, puts it back in the drawer, says, not today, old friend. Maybe next time. Hey, you you don't know how, I mean, I'm not, I, I don't like, oh, I'm going to come up with a plot, but there's time. Well, you guys know, someone cuts you off, you guys want to run them off the road. That's murderous intent. You don't act on it. There's a, there's a piece of you, but man, there's just like, well, there's only 30 rounds of this magazine. I wonder if I could create a belt feed and have someone carry it on. And then there was a lot less traffic that day after Cappy spent. 10,000 rounds of ammo. <clears throat> no, what really helps with it, ETC, is knowing that these people are just going to do it themselves. Writing, I wrote that that essay. It's available for sale now. I think everyone should go buy it, not only because it profits me, but it's good. It's, it's helped me, and that is sanity is the future of wealth. I knew it. It takes another thing. There's some value in writing it down. So if you guys are trying to like meditate or trying to make changes or get good habits or get rid of bad habits, writing things down, going through the process, writing an essay about it forces your brain to organize your thoughts and provide a logic <clears throat> so that's more actionable. It's clearer to your mind, like your frontal cortex. Like, ah, I know exactly why I should hit the gym or should put down the pot. This is kind of the same thing where I, I was angry. All these, you know, a riot. <laughs> and it don't, it's like, no, no, because, well, you go to jail. There's that. And your life is pretty much over then. <clears throat> but there, you killing people or destroy getting revenge is going to pale in comparison to the pain and suffering they're doing themselves. Which I would like to tell you, so gather around kids. You know what it's time for? It's story time with Uncle Cappy. So there was a girl. She had a stripper name. I did not take her too seriously, but she had nice tits, and she was a cute blonde with blue eyes. All right? Need I say more? And we were dating, not exclusively for me anyway, but this was like the number one plate. And out comes the, the you know, she's she found another guy. I've talked about this before, where I'm sitting there enjoying when we were at a movie theater. And she says, you know, you really got to get your Irish temper under control. And, and which was just blindsided me because I was so calm and relaxed at that time. I'm like, what? 
This was the lie. This was the excuse that women give you because they are back sucking some other guy's dick or getting some other guy's shove, uh, dick shoved in their various holes. It doesn't matter who, it doesn't matter. This was the excuse. And I recognized it at the time. Shit, now where was I going with this? I already lost it. I could get this back. We're talking about whiskey swigs, put it in. Oh, <clears throat> revenge. Why I wrote Santa used the future of wealth. Got it. So this, I did, and I did pick up it on the time, but this gal was trailer trash. She was trailer trash. DWIs, worked crappy jobs, um, lived in a crappy part of town. Didn't know it at the time until I went there. I'm like, oh, there's like a murderer in her apartment at one time. I'm like, huh. And in hindsight, I have much better vision now. But I'm like, oh, wow, this I shouldn't even give it that much time of the day. So fast forward, and so it says, hey, ain't this this gal? And like, <laughs> like, yeah, that's her. Another DWI, booze and drugs. They're like, wow, okay, she gained some weight. Uh, and here's the thing. Of all the right I had to say, you lied to me, you led me on, you're banging some other guy. Right? There's nothing I could say or do that would cause her more pain and misery than herself. Okay, some sanctimonious leftist fuck that went to McAllister or St. Kate's or or uh, wherever. Some comes back and you know shaves off her head, pierces ears, gets fat. Dad, you're such a racist. You got you better learn to da, 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 da. You cannot hurt that person more than what she or he has ever done are going to. They've violated, they've alienated them from their family. They've gone the path of a worthless degree. They've put themselves in debt. Because the most you can do is, unless you capture them and torture them forever, right? You know, keeping them alive along the process, right? You're not going to even put a drop of pain and agony compared to what they're going to do to themselves, Somebody who believes, oh, it's the white man keeping me down because whatever, they're not white, Asian, black, aspect, doesn't matter. And they misdiagnosed that. It's like, no, because you had more kids than you could afford. You made your stupid crap and you committed crime. That person forever, uh, what's his name? <clears throat> Gossett, something that I always use him as an example. The, the Seattle councilman, who may or may not be the Seattle councilman, this is the guy who said that, oh, uh, we can't spray the sidewalks off of feces in Seattle. Because the hose will remind some older black people of the race rights when they got hit by hoses. I I can't I can't even come up with a more punishing punishment than this. The guy was seventy four years old and he got to the point that he's like, oh my, he's so obsessed. He has so let white people or his perception thereof ruin his life that he might as well have just put a bullet in his head and spared him the pain and misery and agony the hatred. And so for all the crap and riots and thefts and arson and protests and enslavement and da-da-da-da-da, right? Don't get angry. Just really, really sit and think about it. Next time you see a pro like the, the protesters out, anyone who's standing on a highway and blocking it, their lives are miserable. You got to think about how nothing is going on in their life that the best use of their time is, hey, let's go play on the street and block it. Like, what do they go home to? 
I mean, what is that? They don't have a hot wife. They don't have an in-shape husband. They're struggling to get money. They got to constantly beg and panhandle from the taxpayer. What are you going to do? I mean, killing them, putting them out of that, that'd be ending the misery. Let them. Besides which, there's not much you can do. And so that's what that essay is about. And so that's why I've found solace. Not because I'm trying to rationalize it. Not because, yeah, they don't deserve to, like, hey, get off the fucking street. Let them be. They got this one life. This one life. And instead of like, well, maybe I become a mechanic. Or maybe I become an accountant. No, I'm going to go. I have a buddy. Her daughter. You know, uh, white, by the way, but just to show you, my buddy's telling me, yeah, she's really into justice because she's going to college. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? And I was kind of like, hey, maybe you ought to intervene now as the parent. That's not a, that's not a career. That's, you don't major in justice. I mean, you can if you want to be poor and delusional for the rest of your life, but this gal's got some priorities missing. How about, hey, maybe I want to get married and have some kids. Maybe I want love. Maybe I want family. <clears throat> Maybe I just don't want to be pole. Maybe I want a place to poo. Maybe you want your own septic tank because Cappy got to poo. But I'm thinking like, well, <laughs> the worst thing you could do, the worst thing you could do, it's the same thing we do to young black men and, and girls, but I'm going to focus on the black men because black men, I think, will listen, it is in school. Oh, we don't discipline you. Oh, we don't correct you because that'd be racist. No, you need to correct them in school. Like, hey, that's wrong, uh, uh, Jeremy. That's wrong, Bobby. Two plus two does not equal five. And if you don't get that right, you're going to have some problems down the road. This is training. You know, we'll we'll train black men like uh, uh, to the highest level of standards. We'll hold them. And don't say, no, but they're not capable. Oh, really? Explain to me athleticism. We'll hold them up to standards. Coach gets up in your ass like, hey, you dumb. Oh, wow. There's progress. Why? Because the coaches hold you up to a standard. But teachers, teachers. I know you teachers up there to babysit. But you won't hold them up to academic standards? I wonder if there's a cost and consequence to that. It's the same thing here. The parent is failing the child. Saying, hey, what the hell are you doing? Okay, fine. On your free time. In the meantime, get a degree in accounting. And by the way, let's have a talk about how did you come up with the idea that you're into justice? Are you trying to be popular? What kind of path are you going down, you idiot? Are you deriving value from parasitic politics? Is that it? You're just too lazy? Save your kid. But if you really want to punish that kid, what would you do? If you really wanted to hurt your young little black boys, give them no shot in life, what would you do? You wouldn't hold them to standards. You wouldn't check them. You wouldn't say, hey, what the heck are you doing? There'd be no intervention. There'd be no come to Jesus meeting. They're, they're like, what do you, what's the worst thing you can do for a heroin addict? He needs our support. We need support. He needs support. But, and that's basically female talk for, I don't want to be the bad guy and come in there and give the fatherly tough love. I'm a spineless, weak pussy who doesn't want to come in there and say, knock it off or there's serious fucking consequences for their own good. That's hard. It's hard. I want to do the hard stuff. So all you got to do is let them be. Let the heroin addict go. Let the gal who wants to, I'm into justice. Have fun with that career. By the way, I like cream with my coffee.
I mean, I feel bad for the little kids where the the teachers don't hold you up by anyone, but particularly, oh my God, it'd be racist if I told Jamal that five plus five equals 10 when he thinks it's 11. I don't want to. Then besides, that's math is privilege or whatever fucked up bizarre world psychopathic bullshit they got going on. So the poor young kid doesn't deserve it. <clears throat> there, I do kind of feel bad. But if you really want to hurt that kid, keep lying to him. It's, so take the kid out of it because I think the kids are innocent. Well, the kids are innocent. But then you got the little bipsy gal I was dating with the stripper name. What? A, what? A, what? Re, what? I don't have to lift a finger. Yeah, keep drinking. Keep driving. Keep. Keep. Don't. Keep going. Do what you want to do. That's fine. Don't save any money for a fight. Keep eating. And so there, there's the the biggest re, the biggest James Bond villain revenge story ever is to just let people keep going. Oh, your politics are more important than love. Okay, no, I understand you, got, dude. Can you think of something that has caused more pain and suffering than feminism? It affects well, it affects both sexes, but especially especially women. They actually. Like, how many generations of gals are lining up at a commute to go sit in an office? Like, what do you what, you want your revenge on feminists? Well, just, just support them then. You don't have to, don't try to stop them. You want your revenge? Yeah, you, you need a doctorate. Yeah, you get that doctorate and whatever worthless thing you got your undergrad in. Yeah, I'll show them. Fight the CS, fight the patriarchy. Man. Go, yeah. Whatever you do, don't hit the gym, fall in love, you know, maybe have some fun and find value in other people. No, no. Just go hate on those guys. Yeah. You're oppressed, sister. Yes, be pissed off about it the entire time. So there you go. There's there's so that's what and that's what that essay, Sanity of the Future of Wealth, more specifically goes through how leftists punish themselves and put themselves in a miserable... I mean, they waste their lives. They waste their lives. And you don't have... That's the one thing. There's no pick up a gun. There's no, I'm going to get a snowplow truck and go down the interstate when they're blocking it. It's like, that's too kind. Let them be. Like, yeah, you go, girl. You volunteer for the Democratic Socialists of America and go campaigning and knocking doors. Ooh, you wasted an entire summer getting another socialist parasite elected. Yay. Why can't I find a man? Don't worry, sister. Remember that time you got that gal elected who voted for the things you like, even though it cost you your youth? And there was that one guy that probably could have liked you and supported you and you guys would have had a nice family, but you had feminism and socialism shoved up your ass. Plus you gained weight and you pierced every appendage in your body. You could have had that, but, but no, don't be crying about that now. So there you go. Let him be. Usama Abdu for two bucks. Cappy, are you paying cash for the new house? No, no, got to get a mortgage. I wish. <laughs> I'm frugal. I'm not rich, guys. I'm not rich. Um, so yeah, I had to take out some money. How's and that's that's another thing is um materials are expensive in part because I think Trump canceled some trade agreement we had with Canada, and so wood lumber is very expensive now. It's it's sad, but I'm I'm kinda I have this fear that I'm going to get there, and it's gonna be the who dang diggly do dang diggly deuce. And uh, it's going to be like, why? Because uh, look at a map. Atham looked this up. 
Rapid City, right almost to Wyoming. It's right at the border. Spearfish is only, I think, two, three miles away from the border. And it, it may just be like, oh, okay, yeah. I, I moved my house from Minneapolis to South Dakota, so I still have my position in real estate. But I, you know, with socialists and communists taking over. And just, it's not even that. It's just the mentally ill people that are going to be born and no one's going to be sane. And it's going to be the Wyoming three all the time. Again, maybe I'll just liquidate that and visit South Dakota, you know, for summers at a time and go live in Croatia instead. Uh, Juan Doe for two euros. Who will conquer the West first? Feminism, China, Islam, none of the above. No, it is. There's just old captain's opinion. Uh, There is going to be a like very diversified by fifths, roughly, of different groups of people, Uh, not necessarily race or religion, but all the above. You're going to have feminists. There will be a significant Islamic influence. Uh, but not as much as you'd see in Europe, but they're more aggressive and and they have more people. They have more children and they actually, for whatever disagreements you might have, at least they're pro-Islam. It's like, it's like Putin, like, okay, very corrupt. Probably how many, how many more people need to have polonium, polonium in their sandwiches, but at least he stands for Russia. I, uh, I know where he stands and he's for Russia. <clears throat> um, you're going to have uh, the black community. You're going to have the Hispanic community. You're going to have a residual white community, but at least half the white community is going to be trained to hate itself. And so what you're going to have is this balkanized smorgasbord of different incentive groups of people, none of which is going to have the population. So once, quote unquote, the evil white man goes away and you've, you've gotten rid of it, although that will be the perennial <clears throat> scapegoat everyone uses, but you're going to have different factions start to fight over uh, each other. Uh, for position, but it's going to be over a, a collapsing corpse because for the most part, every one of these factions is for other people's money, right? So remove <clears throat> whatever flag unites these various groups of people. Everybody wants other people's money. And soon you're not going to have a, a majority a uh, white population with traditional Western values and capitalism. I mean, we have a quasi-socialist economy now. We can't even pay for the stuff we got now. Of course, this is with uh, Wuhan flu. Uh, we ran a $3 trillion deficit, and the year's not over yet. But even before that, you know, trillion-dollar deficits under under Obama and Trump. Trump was the Republican, remember. It, you're, you're, there's, this is not this 1955 economic superpower <clears throat> where it's it's not happening. It's just not happening. So it'll be what I predict like Brazil. Will it result in a civil war? I don't know. Uh, are people going to pick up arms? But you're all going to be fighting each other. You're all going to be fighting each other because there's no longer a united culture like America and freedom and low taxes and the freedom of speech and libertarianism and let everyone be and the freedom of religion and go do your thing. It's all going to be, I want your shit. Why? Because let's be very clear about one thing that you will all have in common. You all go through the K through college system and you all be told it's not your fault and you're oppressed and it's somebody else's fault and you're entitled to free shit paid for by other people. But then you're all, that means the other people. And then you're all going to get your, 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 your hate boners all erect 
uh, based on trait politics, identity politics. It's those people. It's them people. It's that sex. It's the other sex. And that's that's what you're going to put until we all wake up as a group and say, hey, it's all right if Juan wants to do his sausage uh, dancing and eat his tacos. It's all right if Osama, Abdu, he wants to practice Islam, although we don't know if he's Muslim, but he wants to practice Islam. It's all right if Cappy wants to have his James Bond Villa Lair hangout and swish some bourbon around. As long as we all agree to keep taxes fucking low, leave each other the fuck alone, like the forefathers had in mind, like America used to be. And that's all right. You can have, And you know what? We can even have the great American experiment. Do you want socialism? Well, let's get some states' rights in. California, they got socialism. Go over there. Texas, they got guns and freedom and barbecue. Do what you want to do. All right? <clears throat> but we're all going to leave each other to fuck alone and respect one another and have low taxes. Not the current 40% tax rate we have now where 40% of your income goes to the state. So there's not going to be a conquering of the West. I think it will be the slow metamorphosis into a Brazil where you have different groups of people. And, you know, and Brazil, as far as I know, is relatively peaceful. But it ain't no dominant global superpower. And and uh, like every other South America, oh, socialism didn't work this time. We're going to go back this, this next time and try it. You know, the Venezuela next door, yeah, they didn't do it right. Let's try it here. Was it Labrador, even though Mexico was North America? I, I, I'm fascinated with Mexico. PRI, PRI, PRI. Vicente Farcia, no, back to PRI. Got a socialist. Yep, because that worked wonders for you. Uh, you know, the, the West won't be conquered. It'll just melt away. And whoever's left will be fighting over each other because of the socialist, uh, basically genuine racist, sexist, traitist. Because it's not just sex and race. It's any trait that the left can get you to subscribe to. For example, your mental illness, whether you have one or not, your made up gender, whether you actually are or not, any trait you can have, they're going to divide and conquer. Say it's those people and those people. And you get, basically what the left is turning us all into is a big circular firing squad and ain't nobody waking up because you're all trained and you're all, you know, either by your own culture, even, Oh, it's those rat bastards over there, but it's all reinforced. Once you send your kids off to, off to K through college and they come back, it's those people's fault. Let's line up in a circle, get lots of guns. Why isn't anybody here? Why do we have shit economic growth and debts like Brazil? Oh, it was those evil white people 200 years ago. They did it. So there'll be no, conquering as it were now china that's another interesting though there might be like uh, asian influence chinese influence specifically um but china they got their own problems man uh, i'm not I, I, i'm just happy happy i'm gonna die well jeff foster 20 bucks thanks for keeping us all entertained while learning no problem jeff thanks for the 25 bucks that'll go to the james bond sofa thing arrangement thing Dr. Khan, blog, two bucks. Thanks for all the work you do. Yeah, if you call it work. You should have seen me back when I had a real job. All the work I did then. Hey, everyone should save money. Spend less than they make. And don't buy houses you can't afford. <laughs> had to dodge a lot of bullets back then. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm out of coffee. With my Jack Napier, when the truth hurts, smug. 
Oh, regular buddy, David Little for five bucks. Hey, Cappy, debate was entertaining last night. Biden is seeing how Trump got in the pocket. Also have a lot of overtime at the security job. 21 bucks an hour. There you go. There you go. And Dave, you're like, you're studying accounting, right? So you got all that extra time to take classes online. That's, see, this is, there's planet poverty. And a lot of people are born on it. And most people stay on it. But, you know, like how uh, America, America, Americans took the technologies we had. We <laughs> took a lot of German technology too. <clears throat> and we said, if we take these little bits and pieces of things on this planet and we put some fuel in it, we can escape the velocity, get the escape velocity necessary to leave poverty planet. And doing that, it, well, that that's the real planet. It's the same thing with poverty planet. You can go and say, well, if I work security and I double dip, but da, 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 you're getting your escape velocity, you're going around and around, and then soon you'll be able to escape uh, planet poverty. And they say, security is security. I still work security. It's been a while, but I'll still work it. I still got my uniform because it's like, well, I could use eight hours, 12 hours, sit and do nothing. Yeah, but 21 bucks an hour, you can live off of that. That's for certain. Samadar Big C for 50 Norwegian kroners, which I think is five bucks. Is it 10 to one? Is that it? Can't swear on super chats. Go, so go yourself. <laughs> Have a nice weekend, beautiful Cappy, from your neighborhood, Nordic Somali. Oh, you're Somali. Well, I thought you guys were only over in Sweden. Are they letting you into Norway too? See that? Uh, well, Norway, they got a nice, they got a nice sovereign wealth fund. Because socialists just can't point out Norway enough. See, see, they're all millionaires. All millionaires. It's like, yeah, it's because there's like five of them. Because Norway has a population of five people, right? And then they also own some of the North Sea oil. You know, so you got this really, it'd be like you and your buddies decided, hey, look in our backyard, there's an oil, there's oil in our backyards. You know, you guys all go have these on a on five acre property. And then it just happens to be gold or oil underneath there. And then let's say you're all socialists. You're not rich because you're all socialists. You're, you're rich because you're lucky that there was a very precious resource on your five acre piece of land. And everyone points to you and your father, uh, buddy, like, hey, look, see, they're socialists. Look how rich they are. Oh, what do you mean oil? Oil's bad. <clears throat> Let me scroll up. Okay, I may have missed one. There's Samantha. Okay, Judd Grover for two bucks. Cabby, where you... Where were you mentally when you turned 35? I was, that was in the thick of the Great Depression or Great Recession. Uh, I was, that's where I was definitely, my confidence was solidifying. Where I was like, because at 31, 30, I realized just all the bankers, everything was a lie. That's right. And by 35, I was like more F you and F you and da, 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 da. <clears throat> 35 i think book sales are going okay uh that's right before i went out to wyoming to work in banking that one time um was yeah 
I wrote Worthless, I think, back then, maybe a little bit younger. But also, that's where the books were starting to come in. But yeah, it was more or less, I, I had dropped out of dating. I was like, that's it, I'm done. Uh, that's a separate story. But career-wise, it was, I knew banks were lying sacks of filth and shit. Uh, books were starting to take off. Uh, my blog was very popular back then. Uh, but this was before a podcast. Starting the podcast, other alternative media. Girls I had dated enough. Uh, I just went through a spate of really bad gals. And I'm like, done. Just done. Um, but then I, yeah, then I headed out to uh, Wyoming after that. And then... Um, <laughs> about this after that so i used to do these online seminars and there was always this we don't like the fact that doing you got this internet and you're kind of a libertarian you're a radical libertarian and and we even you know like it was like this proto cancel culture sjw the proto karens the pre-karens it's like why don't you just shut the fuck up and let me have my freedom of speech? I'll go up in your ass like, oh, I see that you're doing this in your private life. <laughs> so um, they bought me out. They gave me a buyout contract. I said, fine. And uh, that helped me pay down my house. But then I got some lower amount per month. And then they had enough because I guess too many people complained or whatever. Oh, I don't know if we can. I'm like, fine, bye. Because now I was starting to make more money, like through books and speaking truth and, or just, you know, alternative ideas. And then what, what all of a sudden happened is that business model went away because everything was text-based. And now because of bandwidth, people wanted video and YouTube and seminars. So this is why I have that minimalism seminar on Teachable. And now I don't have to go through a third party, get permission and have some Karen. What are you doing in your private life? I don't know if we agree with you. Uh, there you go. Hey, you're not part of this equation anymore. So I, I don't even know if that business is around anymore. Um, but now I just go straight to the people. You know, if you want, I got a seminar on minimalism. You know, I'll be having other economic seminars down the road. Uh, but that's kind of, yeah, that's where old Cappy was at 35. That was like the big turning point. Now, 10 years later, it's like, hey. I was also like really going in and adventuring a lot. That was a lot of motorcycle riding and um, adventuring and mountain climbing and all that. Cappy should do a segment to review rate our bachelor pads. Uh, if you want to pay me a lot of money to look at your bachelor pads, send pictures and sure. But not until November the 1st. Cappy's on vacation from Ansel Consulting until then. Oh, by the way, better bat not better bachelor. Um, Coach Red Pill reached out to me, uh, assuming it is legitimately him. And we're going to either I go on his show, he'll come on my show, whatever. Um, so Coach Red Pill reached out. So that'd be kind of cool. Uh, I guess he's in Amsterdam. I thought he was in. Ukraine, but um, I know he was having issues with travel or something like with the with the COVID lockdown and all that. But yeah, if you want MK, I can go ahead and, and review Bachelor Pets. <clears throat> here's the problem with Bachelor Pets. It's not the problem. Here's the great thing about Bachelor Pets. Fuck what other people think. Do you want that? Do you want, you know, like I got a Nagel. Uh, I think I'm going to put that up. People are like, oh, it's so 80s. It's so like, I like it. I'm putting that up probably in the downstairs, the game room somewhere. Because I think it's cool. So don't, you know, my opinions, but if you want to have, do whatever you want. 
Uh, Busako man for two dollars and uh, two euros and twenty nine cents. One hundredth euros. You have described my feelings towards my ex wife. <laughs> Nobody, just let her be. Just let her be. You cannot hurt your ex wife more than she's going to hurt herself. That's there. You go. You cannot cause any more damage to your ex wife than what she's going to do to herself. Uh, Scott Ludke for five bucks. It doesn't take much to fill a house. Personal experience. I hate when people fill their houses with useless knickknacks. Why do people do that? It's consumption. It, that's all. It, consumption is what you needed to consume to survive in the olden days. All right. Put a plate of food in front of a dog. Dog will eat through all the food, even though it'll throw up and get sick. Humans have the same thing. This is one of the core tenets I address in that minimalism seminar. People want to buy shit. And you could argue women want to nest. I'm not, I don't care about that because frankly, I don't let my girlfriend nest. Um, and, and in my house, when it's built, it's kind of like, there's not one thing that comes in my house without my permission. Not one thing. Like, nope, this is, nope. So mine's going to be clean. It's not going to be a little sparse. I wouldn't say Spartan, but it's going to be clean. And there's, it, it's going to be nice. Um, my recording studio is going to be a little bit more homesy and folksy, a little maybe, but um, no, that's that's what people do. They, I might, it's it's think a lot of people say, oh, look at the oh, they're dying now, but the World War II generation who went through the Great Depression, they'll save everything. Well, that was most of experience before that. Now, admittedly, the Great Depression was a little bit harsher on people's finances, but there's this like, oh, I could use this. Um, I've known people to have a rubber band drawer. Uh, and I'm kind of like, well, if it comes down to the fact we need to start stockpiling rubber bands, I think the guns are coming out. We got bigger issues. Uh, but that's why people have a natural, it, it, uh, when given the choice of more or less, people will choose more. To the point their houses will be not functional. You can't walk in them. Um, they're they're cluttered. Now, of course, you see, this is a one-bedroom apartment, though, because I'm a minimalist. But that's that's why they have useless knickknacks. They, oh, I collected little figurines. Well, I got, you know, the tel, not Teletubbies, Beanie Babies. Remember that? I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember that. You know, well, you got to collect them. You know, I collect things, but they're called coins. They're very small. You know, you fit them in a drawer. And, oh, these are nice. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just, it's humans. Normies conform, reason inferior, Scott. Don't be asking me questions when we're on that side of the bell distribution curve. James G, five bucks. Do banks work with brokers on transactions? As someone familiar with loans, where do banks see most of their business transactions come from? Um, <clears throat> well, it depends. Like investment banks, yes. I mean, you're talking a commercial bank or an investment bank. I mean, in some regards, yes, both to both commercial and investment. Uh, investment banks basically employ their own brokers. Uh, that's the investment side. I'm sorry, say, how does it work? Sales side, they have a side of investment banking where brokers try to sell deals to investors. Like, oh, we're raising money for an IPO of Johnson Corporation. And then their brokers, you know, Morgan Stanley, they say, hey, do you want to get on an IPO to their investment clients? So there's there's brokered transactions there or, or a bond issue or something like that. 
where do banks see most of their business transactions? And but then if you're talking commercial, they could still have a broker in place where um, banks will swap out or buy different loans from each other, even even smaller ones. And the reason for that, don't know if I've talked about this before, but perfect example would be the bank I worked in Wyoming. Uh, not only were uh, pretty much everyone that was in command of me a freaking moron. And I hope you guys are listening. I do mean that because are you down like half your offices? It, and this is even after the crisis, right? You guys are like down half, right? Anyway, um, <clears throat> in addition to them being incredibly stupid, but if you're in Wyoming, you have a, an incredible overexposure to either livestock. What else did you land on? Uh, mining. And real estate in Wyoming. So you may want to diversify your portfolio with what you do. Say, okay, we don't want all of our real estate in Wyoming. We want some in Louisiana. We don't want all of our operating loans in mining or ranching. We'd want some exposed into light industrial. So we'd go buy some loans from, I don't know, where's an industrial place? Midland, Texas. And so this way, the loans that you hold on your portfolio, um, you're not subject to local economic factors that might wipe out the local mine. So say prices drop for coal and then half of all Gillette is unemployed. Well, if all of your money was tied up in assets and secured in assets in Gillette, Wyoming, you're fucked. But if you only had a fifth and then some diversified out here or there, <clears throat> um, then, then you'd survive that. And that's just a wise diversification strategy. And there are brokers that handle those deals and make a little bit of money in commission. So, yes, I used to both. Judd Grover for five. Thanks, Judd. Uh, math is privileged and difficult until women want to learn how to calculate what a man's actual take-home pay is. $100 million in sales equals $27,000 a year. Laughing my fucking ass off. By the way, Judd, that video I did didn't curse was literally designed to help women. I, I talked to gals. I was, it wasn't even any, even uh, ribbing. It was very direct. That didn't get monetized. I, I filed the thing and say, hey, this is monetizable. And again, it's not even to monetize it. It's just so that it's recommended because I've been getting more and more female clients. I'm like, well, this might help get some more female clients. Oh no, it's not. It's like, what? I didn't curse. It was, it was even charming and funny. Uh, there, there were no, you know, I ripped on dude bros, but that didn't get monetized. It's like, real, what? Okay, fine. Fine. But yes, the, uh, I think not all, but I think there's going to be more and more women are going to start being a little bit more practical about their search for men, especially as the tickety talk, tickety talk shows up. This whole complain, but not take any action. This whole agency list, like, oh my God, I, I think the attempt, think how desperate this is. Okay, Judd, listen to this. This is how desperate. They are so desperate. They really, they are spending multiple millions of dollars of resources every year. Not a lot spread across 320 million people, but our society, some sects within the female, teen female, have actually concluded it's not only worth the money, but there is a chance that they can brainwash men to like fat chicks by shaming us for liking fat chicks or, or your own normal standards. 
That's how desperate they've become. Now, I think some women, as the tickety-tock, tickety-tock comes close, and maybe biology kicks in. I don't know. It's very interesting to find out whether or not women even want to have kids and get married because you got to look at the actions they're taking. But as that kicks in, at least some women, I think, are going to become desperate enough to maybe accept truth. And this is why I got four clients, because it was all the same thing, more or less. How do I find a man and I want to have kids? Okay, let's look at you. All right. Well, you're fat. You're fat. You're in shape. You're, you need a little bit of work. And, and it's just do, 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 do. And they were so desperate, they came to me, which, you know, I only deliver in the truth or deal in the truth. So I think, again, there's always going to be that push for fat acceptance, but I think at least a sect of women, especially the more professional ones, the gals that I had were all professionals, all smart, all really nice, actually. Um, I think assertive, too. They knew what they wanted. I think those gals are going to be like, yeah, that's bullshit. Men don't like fat chicks. And you know what? I know rah-rah sisterhood, but yeah, you know what? <laughs> I want some dick and I want some children. <laughs> I don't want a noodly penis soy boy dick. <clears throat> I want me some masculine Gen X dick. <laughs> uh, actually, they don't. They're like, well, I want to be under 35. I'm like, I'm sorry. All you 35 is younger. They're, they're not, uh, not a lot of stable. Uh, well, I know some, but you're not going to like them. They're millennials. Uh, they're, in, they're in Silicon Valley, but they're all soft and touchy-feely, just like you ordered them. Here's your soft, sensitive 90s, man. Enjoy. But wait. I wanted him to be masculine. Nope. Sorry. Uh, M2PG4 for five bucks. If you schedule an interview with the HR lady is late. How long do you wait before you leave? Do you reschedule if she offers to reset? No. <clears throat> if the HR lady is not there, you, like at that time, you get up and leave. That's anybody. That's anybody. You know, like a date, uh, an interview. Um, and you know what? Uh, M2PG4, I would just refuse to interview with HR. I, I, you don't interview with HR. <clears throat> Josh Fluke, look him up, go through his video channels and look about how to, how to get jobs by bypassing HR. You just, it's just, you really should practice that exercise, go through the exercises, at least watch his videos about bypassing HR. So you understand the mechanics of how the employment labor market really works. But no, I would just on principle, I'm not, I refuse to, I'll go on welfare before I go talk to an HR lady. I'm not talking to a child who can't do math, who probably has a big chip on her shoulder of feminism by now. And like, I remember one time I was dumb. I was 19. Okay. And I wanted to um, get an internship. And I, for, I, I was on the phone with the HR lady and I, I forgot. I had to ask her, where do I mail my resume? Cause this was mailing days. You know, you print off your resume where do I mail the resume? And I asked her, well, who do I address it to? And she said, I said, is that Miss or Mrs.? Because I didn't want to put Kathy Johnson. I wanted Mrs. Miss, which was a horrific assault, apparently. An insult. She's like, Ms. And I'm like, Ms. And I'm like, is that Miss or Mrs.? Like, and then she got really mad. Because I didn't know there was a third, apparently. Yeah, you were either married or not. Miss or Mrs. And I was literally just trying to be polite to give her her proper, uh, what's it called, prefix or, uh, prefix or title. 
because I want to put MRS period or uh, MISS or, or MS. Well, apparently, I didn't even know this until like literally three years ago. There's a Ms. Do you guys know Ms. Magazine? It's just MS. Here's how it breaks down. There's MRS, Mrs., meaning married to Johnson, whatever. Then there's MIS, Miss, which is uh, single, implies single, Miss maiden name. Then there is Ms., MS, which I thought was Miss. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, no, that means I don't define myself by no man. Mm. And that, then I'm like, oh, that's why Miss Magazine MS because <clears throat> you ain't defined by no man. Mm. And I'm sure, thirty years later, Ms. Magazine is still a thing. <laughs> Fuck HR. Fuck those bitches. It was already like this warped, psychopathic, anti-male, you know, hive of of misandry. Fuck them. Don't waste your time. Don't be nice, innocent cab. Oh, you miss your missus. I just want to be polite. Man. And this is 24, 25, 26 years ago. How happy, going back to our previous conversation, how happy do you think that HR lady is today? I wonder if she's in her 60s and is a miserable fucking kuanta. I wonder, you think she's fat? You think she's got cats? You think she drinks a bottle of wine? And, oh, can I gargle, 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 gargle. You think, huh? You think I got my revenge? You think I needed to lift a finger to get revenge on that worthless woman? Man. Ari. So, No. If she's late, you walk out. That might get, if she says, I'm sorry, uh, you know, and, and you know what you could do? Just go bypass, like you send a letter. Sorry, your HR lady was late. I need a professional organization to work for it. Da, da, da. But yeah, guys, I mean, I'm, I'm deadly serious. I right? look, you have to start fighting back somehow. All right. You want to do something? This is why I do respect the millennials a little bit. They're not going to take shit salaries. They'll live at home. They'll go on welfare. Like, ah, no, screw you, corporations. And especially nowadays, although we need a big help with the boomer coof, I'm not commuting. No, I'm not going to the office. Fuck you, boomer. Now, Gen Xer, you have to earn that privilege. I guess I'll just live off of welfare. And what you guys got to do is the same thing with HR. Like, or the offices. We need to have whatever brainwashing, diversity, assistant, or uh, <clears throat> feminism, sensitivity, whatever. No, I'm not. And I'm not going to show up and you're going to fire me. And then I'm going to collect unemployment and go on welfare. You have to be willing to do it. It helps if you don't have that. Helps if you're a minimalist. Helps if you ham and hawk. Oh, should I get a $3,500 suite of furniture once in my life? Be willing to go on welfare. What? I got to talk to the HR lady and she's going to be like, no, I don't. Bye. Write a letter to the hiring manager. Yeah, sorry, would like to have, but your guy was late, and I don't tolerate tardiness in my profession. I mean, it's also very similar to dating. Like, oh, if you're a simp, if you're a kiss ass, if you're this this supplicating little beta, what are you? What? Oh, HR, I'll have it. No, like you're going like, why am I talking to you? I mean, literally, you'd have a better shot. 
like say, you know, on the phone, oh, HR, no, I don't interview with HR. No, I'm not. No, you either, I either talk to the hiring manager. I'm not talking to HR. If it's for like, you know, the W-9 and some, you know, employment law issues, fine, that's okay. But I'm not answering the questions like, what's my favorite animal and why? What's my favorite color and why? And if you're using that as a screen for your employees, I don't think you and I would be a good fit. I don't think the, the Johnson Corporation will be a good fit. And then all of a sudden, they'll be like, oh, shit, all of our core critical engineers at the software company aren't attending the mandatory hate mails and hate penis uh, seminar hosted by this misandrous Kuantahaha. And we don't have a product without them. Maybe, shock, how about this? We don't imply that all of our male programmers, our core engine, are a bunch of racist sexists. I mean, just just demand adult behavior. Just demand simple, basic, not even respect, courtesy. I mean, think of this idiocy. I got to sit and listen to a child that majored in some bullshit study ask me fucking voodoo questions? Why don't you just ask me what my sign is? I'm a Scorpio. Oh, does that not fit into the fucking arrangement of the stars to employ me today? But come back next month because Jupiter will be aligned with Uranus? Okay, then I'll come in and work for this great organization you got here. What does her crystal ball say? CT, five bucks. Race-based operations are an inevitability. Whites become a minority by 2035. Open borders and increasing minimum wage. Sound logic there, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's it, this is why, you know, I may, I may get, to, look, guys, I'm running out of patience. <laughs> like South Dakota is the last part of America, but I'm, I got this bad, I got a bad feeling. I'm going to get there and it's going to be the who ding diggly do ding diggly do's. And I'm going to be like, okay, all right, well, we're going to have to go Thailand or something. I don't know. That's why the next major operation <clears throat> will be out traveling around, living in different parts of Europe and Southeast Asia. But yeah, that's, that's basically it. But what comes after that is just going to be a shit show. And it's not because of necessarily the people that will be <clears throat> the future Americans. It's going to be because you all lined up with this trait politics and this, uh, this identity politics and socialism. And that whatever, whatever country, here's what's great. <clears throat> if you guys want, won't, uh, want, quote, revenge, whoever is having children now, their children are in for a world of hurt in a post-Western uh, civilization United States. They are in for a world of hurt, right? I will thankfully be more or less dead by 2035, certainly 2040. And I won't have to be around. I won't, or I'll be out of it. But um, there's, there's, there's always balance, always balance. You know, and, and after dealing even with the conservative, Republican, libertarian types of people, just Americans in general, I, I can't think of a better country that deserves it. Most Americans deserve this. Not you guys. I know you guys. And I feel bad for you immigrants that came over here who are hardworking and you want to engineer and this and that. You escape poverty. I, I made it. Oh, shit. This, this ship is sinking too? <laughs> I got to move again? Like, yeah. Kind of do. Damn it. Well, welcome to the USS Cappy. We're an escape shuttle. Uh, 
I snows for five bucks. I'm from Brazil. You're right. <clears throat> the more time passes, the more the U.S. is getting like Brazil. Brazil is the ultimate so-so country. Right. I mean, I don't, I'm not against Brazil. They got a cool flag. They're really good at soccer. There's a culture there. But, man, you got the favelas. They're not like what, Lula. That was a popular guy you guys had, what, 10, 15 years ago? That guy? And then the gal that replaced him, wasn't she like an actual terrorist communist when she was younger? Oh, I wonder how that worked out. And it's just corruption. It's just like, yeah, no, look, ain't nobody developing warp technology or colonizing planet technology with the culture of Brazil. All right. It's just not going to happen. It, this planet will inevitably end either an asteroid. It could be global warming. But if anything, the sun will go red giant on us and we're dead. Now, do you want to continue the human race? Okay, well, then we all better get the technology to get off this planet and terraform and, and colonize other planets. But if we don't do that, that's it. All this is over. All this is done. Yay, you got your free government. Give me that. So you watch some shitty TV and listen to the, the bitchy Minaj show. Ooh, what a, what a great contribution to the universe you resulted in. <laughs> Gone. But yeah, it's it's not it's not going to happen. It's not because of the United States or because of, oh they're in that little funny looking shape, kind of a rectangle with things jutting out of it. Yeah, that land is the magic land. It's the people. It's not even the people. It's the culture. Maybe Singapore. Singaporeans will get us off the planet. I'm Robbie Tidepot for five bucks. Good morning, Aaron. Coffee on me, sir. Thank you. Thank you with our very own Jack Napier, the Truth Hurts mug. I think it's the only one of its kind. Wando for two euros. So it's safe to assume that we'll have dark ages. Well, yeah, that, it's, it's like Cappy is the, is the, is the stock market going to collapse? Yes. Is the economy going to collapse? Yes. Will the society collapse? Yes. When? I mean, will there be war? Yes. <clears throat> will there be stupid decisions? Yes. Will there be good times? Yes. Will there be bad times? Yes. There will be another dark ages. Probably once the United States goes away. It will depend whether or not Asia continues on uh, the technological advances. But Japan is heavily indebted and they have their own. A country needs an incentive. A population, a society needs an incentive to live. And I think the, the Japanese have uh, in different ways killed the sexes for one another. In the United States, feminism has certainly killed it. Um. China, you got communism and debt and corruption that kills their incentive. Uh, so I don't, I don't see anyone carrying the torch. Russia maybe will keep it going on, but they're not a huge percent of the population. Russia isn't that big, actually, population wise, anyway. Uh, yeah, though, it's not going to be like we won't have toilets. Uh, although. In San Francisco, they don't have toilets either. They got streets. <laughs> the dark ages are already here. It's called Democrat cities. That's where, where, where white people with graduate degrees shit in the streets. There you go. Look at that, man. That's <laughs> dark ages for some. Alex Patino, five bucks. Mexico right now has regressed into a type of EJIDO. What was Alex? You gotta spend spell that out. What's that? I never heard of that before. Feudalism or drug cartel lords controlling their small fiefdom while extorting everyone. That's what it boiled. Yeah, you go back to warlordism. 
you want to call it that, or feudalism. Hey, you all like this town? Pay me and my buddies lots of money. What's his name from The Walking Dead? Regan? Negan? People said that I remind them of them or him. I looked at him like, yeah, it'd be me. He's like, I demand half and then you'll live. And I can't, you know, I can't really fault <clears throat> the drug lords taking over because exact, the government hasn't exactly been the greatest and most stellar in the history of the Mexican people. You got it. You got independence. When was that? 1847 was the American uh, Mexican war. <sighs> Pancho Villa was 1907. Was it the early 1900s? Whatever. It's been a century, right? The Mexican government has not served the Mexican people very well. <clears throat> There's a reason they're fleeing. When you have corrupt, shitty government, don't ex don't be surprised when the mafia comes in. The same thing happened in Sicily with Italy. That's how the Italian mafia came in. It's like, hey, we're going to be the muscle here and enforce the law. Maybe it's not the fairest. Maybe it's pretty gruesome, but we enforce the law. We'll protect people. Although the, the Mexican drug man, well, we're going to behead some people. It's like, yeah. Not a professional drug cartel guy, but you could use some PR. PR will go along. There'd be a way. Why can't you have a Lucky Luciano? All right. Lucky Luciano united all the mobs in the United States in the 30s. He says, look, let's stop fighting each other. We work as a team, a real cartel, a monopoly. We'll stop killing each other, stop wasting money on security. And all we got to do is sell the spoiled suburbanite soccer mom, her crack, whatever the hell she wants. And, and by the way, Mexican government, you're going to do what we say. <clears throat> We're going to kind of work from behind the scenes and uh, at least get a little bit more stability and less murder. And it's just the economist to me talking. Not that Alex is like, you know, working for the cartels, like he's their spokesman. Oh, I'll go tell my boss right away now. Miguel Angel Casillas for five bucks. You know how I know... You are rich as fucks because you said, I'm frugal, not rich. That's exactly what a rich person would say. Let me guess. Paid off car. I, Miguel, I have never spent more than $5,000 on a car. All right. And the one time I, I did spend 5000 bucks on a car. Uh, and the only reason I did that is because it was search costs and that's what the car was. I needed a car at the time. Before that, I think the most I spent, I, I think I spent 3500 for the Kia. I pay cash for my car. And I'm not rich here. Okay. I'm rich in some sense in that my standard of wealth, <clears throat> the standard of living I want, I choose to pursue is the highest percentage of my life lived free. Okay. And I've achieved that admirably. I have not answered to some HR fucking Kuantahaha or some boomer fuck in a, coming up on a decade now. Right. It's been a long time. <clears throat> I make my money and then like I have multiple sources of income. So if one goes down, I'm fine. You know, when, when I get the new house, the, the rent, the rent, the mortgage is going to be less than what I'm paying for rent right now. Cause rent fucking insanely expensive. So I don't make that much money, but I don't have that much expenses. I don't buy fancy clothes. I, I can't get my shoes used out of the shoe box. You too can all live this life too. Because I'll tell you this, and this is in the minimalism seminar as well, starting on October 25th. Um, what's his name? Um, Steve Jobs. He died with $5.8 in the bank. A billion. Billion. What the fuck? All he did was work. 
I want to work. This, this is as close to work as I get. And even Todd, like, oh, I need a break for this. All consulting is really hard. I need a break, man. I'm not rich as fuck. <laughs> Here's the thing. Miguel, the way you will be able to tell that I've inevitably gotten fuck you money, rich as fuck, is the day you don't see me anymore. Because then I won't have to do this to get by. I'll be gone. You just you'd be like, and every great once in a while, hey, fuckos, what's going on? It's Cappy. And I won't write books no more. And if I do write books, they're going to be not uh, fiction because they don't, I don't need to make money on them. It'll just be doing what I want. Then you'll know I'm rich as fuck. Then you'll know I've had fuck you money. The second I start writing my comic book, all right, the second I start writing uh, my Western that I want to write, any kind of fiction, uh, the second you don't see me every day, then you know I got fuck you money. But right now, it's just, nope, I'll get by on my 40 grand. I'll chill out because I didn't buy nuke. Here's another one. I don't have a copy. Guys, go get Poor Richard's Retirement. It's basically like early retirement extreme, except I go through the philosophy a little bit more. Tells you how to retire. Now it's probably going to be about $300,000. But you only need $300,000 to retire. right? Hell, I could probably retire if I wanted to, which I don't because I don't know what else I'd do. But the if I want, I could probably just lick it. This is an option. I'm thinking about this. Well, okay, I liquidate my property in South Dakota after it's built. I take the proceeds. And then I go retire somewhere cheap. You know, it, that's rich. When you don't have to work anymore, that's rich. Oh, that's fine. Bill Gates has several billion dollars more than me, but he's not any richer than. Matter of fact, I'm richer than Bill Gates because Bill's going to die in about 10 to 15 years. I got 20, 25 years. I'm richer than him. And I'd argue I'm more richer than him. I'm richer than Bill Gates. Why? Because I really stopped working for a company, even myself, uh, or he's worked for himself, probably about five, six years ago. He had to go in every, like, y'all, all you gals want to be Sheryl Sandberg? Are you fucking nuts? She's got to wake up at 5 a.m., go in there. She does real work. I mean, I, I don't like her, and I'd have no respect for her, but I do have respect for her in one regard. She ain't, she's putting in those 70, 80 hours a week. Oh, yay, you want, Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi, Jesus fucking Christ, why don't you ladies go away and retire and spend time with your grandchildren? What is your life about? I'm richer than all of them. Dave Little, who's working security, just, you know, doing his thing at night, studying up. He's going to be richer than them. Because he's not fucking around dealing with other assholes and people working real jobs. All the housewives who, like, stay in shape so the, so the relationship is good. And they have their children. And they stayed in shape so they got a man who could support them. They have, they are so much richer then what's her name? The gal for Yahoo's former age. Take whatever corporate executive female you want. They are so much richer because they get to do it and have fun with their kids and their family. It Do not. That's probably the biggest lie right now is, is that somehow it's the money that is the wealth. I'm sorry. I'm not starving. I still get my food. I eat like a king, actually. It's one of the, one of the things I buy with my poke bowl. I get myself po poke bowl and septic tanks and now a couch, <laughs> the big expensive lifestyle and used new balance shoes, the big expensive rich and famous lifestyle of Cappy.
Uh, and my car is paid off. Yes, because I never had a loan to begin with. Hopefully not following falling too far behind. Uh, uh, competent man. Weekend of seclusion sounds suspiciously like a vacation. No one likes hearing talk like that. Sounds like a slacker. What about Operation Evil? Guys, okay, I'll say it again. Let's go through this. Cappy will speak again. This is like talking to women. You have to repeat yourself five times because no one listens. Okay. I am taking a two-week vacation from asshole consulting. Not the other work. I don't have that choice. Okay. My weekend of seclusion, I've rented an Airbnb in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. I'm picking Elkins up over at the train station because he's a, you know, a Democrat soy boy who lives in Chicago and doesn't have a car. <clears throat> and he cares about the trees. Then me and him and Doc are going to go have dinner over also somewhere in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. I got to look it up. But for the, aside from that, him and I sitting down, stuck, getting work done. I'm going to try and bang out analyzing the ROI of the pursuit of women. <clears throat> Our actuarial agent in the field is finalizing the numbers. Numbers are coming in surprisingly close to what they thought that we they would. I was like, oh, I might have to change what I, you know, what I'm going to write, depending on the numbers. Nope. <laughs> nope. Just even worse. Okay. No changes necessary. Going to bang that out. Hopefully be done with it. Hopefully I have it published in late November. And then after Christmas, after I relax, after I take things easy, and after I get to the Southern Command, then I will start Operation Evil. I already have an agent in the field doing some research for me for Operation Evil. And um, I'll leave it at that. But I have to finish this work now before I go on to and Operation Evil will come. <clears throat> the irony is, though, gentlemen and ladies, you won't know what Operation Evil is because I can't, I can't put it under my name. The whole point is to sell lies to the dupes of society. And if they know, oh, Aaron Clay wrote it, oh, this sounds too good to be true, oh, it's Operation Evil. And there's not, it's not even necessarily going to be books. There are actual products I have in mind. <laughs> it's brilliant. When you're willing to sell lies, the, there's unlimited opportunity in the world. And so many clients, so many waiting, just on pins and needles customers. But that will happen next year. And you won't know it. Because I can't announce it, right? So you'll you'll see things in the media. You'll be like, "Is that real or is that Operation Evil?" I mean, come on! How many times do you hear some zany, dumbass shit coming out of feminism? Like, oh, what was um, <clears throat> like? There's the liberal action uh, uh, action figures, the leftist action figures, like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Bernie Sanders. It's a liberal blog that sells them. Is that really a liberal blog? Or is that just a guy doing his own Operation Evil? People are paying, I don't know, 20 bucks for a little figurine of Barack Obama, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. All right, go buy it. I'm, You know, the guy who's selling Che Guevara shirts. Yes, communism. James G for five bucks. Following up, how do you find a business for sale? I'm really interested in understanding how businesses are found for mergers and acquisitions. Thanks for your insight. Uh, contact David Burnett. Over in Canada, David C. Burnett. Uh, I forgot what his website is because he changed it. Uh, but look him up. 
but there's other places you go. There's like brokers that sell businesses. Uh, I've never looked into the business of buying a business, but I would definitely hire Dave before you do. Because there are, look, usually it's not worth buying a business. There's a reason people are selling the business. Maybe now might be a good time with the great and merciful Corona Chan. I mean, yeah, there's some assets going up really cheap. Yeah. I just went through Minneapolis. It's great. <laughs> for sale for release. Oh, you all knew it. You're all so smart in the Twin Cities. You all know everything. Oh, gosh. You know what's great? There's no glass in the Twin Cities because it's all boarded up. It's like, ah, ah. We got a couple articles about the Twin Cities. Alex Patino, five bucks. Your video didn't get monetized because you were mansplaining. <laughs> you know what, Alex? You may be right. It could damn well be that. Is that, is that, it has really come down to that, that <clears throat> let's say I'm a guy and I, I have knowledge of, upholstery i know how to upholster a chair and then there is a girl and she doesn't know anything about upholstery is me conveying the technique of upholstery is that mansplaining because simply in the fact i'm a man i'm explaining it to a woman so that anytime i tried i we want to be mentor mentor her all right well i'm gonna have to explain some things to you or is that mansplaining fucking miss know-it-all like i said just let him be miserable let them be miserable. Miss, Mrs. or Ms. Thank you, competent man. I did not know that <clears throat> until literally two or three years ago. I thought it was Miss or Mrs. That was it. And I did not know there was a Ms. And the guy who was telling me, it, he said, yeah, the history of Ms. I guess Ms. is as recent as the 60s. Because, you know, they had to make it known that I be a woman, don't need no man. Osama Abdu for two bucks cost money for your course on minimalism on Teachable. Yes, it's $499. <clears throat> and the reason it's $499 is multiple reasons. One, most of you guys don't need it because if you've consumed most of my material, you guys already know the philosophy and all that. It, basically, if you're spending less than you make, you don't need this. Right? Two, I am kind of tired, not of you guys, but uh, when I give advice, it's like uh, the, if you remember the um, life improvement plan. I get a lot of people that come in, they want to improve their life, but they don't want to improve their life. They want to bitch and whine about it. I'd like to quit smoking. We'll quit smoking. I'd like to lose weight. We'll go hit the gym and stop eating. But no one, no one puts any skin in the game. And so when, what the life improvement plan is like, okay, you're going to give me a thousand, a $2,000 per problem you have. And when you solve your problem, I will give you a thousand back. And it's a bet against the human mind and human laziness and human programming because most people don't have the the strength or the integrity or the the intellectual muscle to do it. And so I'm tired of it. I want this. Do you? Okay, cuz if I'm going to waste my time putting together this presentation at that you better fucking go do it. And so the best way I've found to do that is you make them have skin in the game. And and it's worth the price. I know the irony, 500 bucks for a class on minimalism. But if you spend 500 bucks on it, don't you think you pay attention? Don't you think maybe, oh, I'm going to take this seriously because I have so much of it. If I charge you 50 bucks, 50 bucks, quit smoking. Would you pay $10,000 to, to stop smoking? Then you say, whoa, I got, it's, it's also playing on the sunk investment fallacy. Now, it's a fallacy, but the psychological effects is very real too. 
Whoa, I spent $10,000 on learning how to quit smoking. I better quit smoking. That's that's what it is. It's also to save people time because, frankly, you're going to spend at least $500 of your time, even if you aren't paid that much, to try to figure out all this stuff where it's like, boom, there it is. And if it gets you to spend less than you make, dude, I'll sleep count. I'll sleep at night. You know why? Because if I can get you to spend less than you make, that's well worth 500 bucks. Also, now you have a retirement plan and you're not filing for bankruptcy. You're not paying that much more in interest and constantly refinancing your credit cards. Yeah, I'll take 500 bucks. And by the way, send me a thank you card while you're at it too. If I get you to stop spending more than you make. But I don't, Osama, I don't know if you need that because if you're spending less than you make, you don't, you know. But this is for the new people. Osama Abdu for five bucks for nothing. Thanks, Osama. Hey, Pokeball on Osama, everybody. That's right. Daniel Way, $10. I've wondered how our economy would fare if there wasn't so much debt spending in the private sector. Is a significant proportion of our debt uh, GDP dependent on debt? Yeah, the housing market. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dan, no, you're absolutely right. If you are bored, a um, couple of variables you can look at. Uh, take a look at uh, household debt to GDP. You can find that on the FRED database. It's on the St. Louis Federal Reserve. So type in St. Louis Federal Reserve FRED database. You go to the database. And or you could even Google household, in, uh, household debt to GDP. That includes car loans, credit card loans, mortgages, total household. Then you can do uh, consumer debt to GDP. That takes out um, household uh, mortgages. But then you can also look at uh, debt to income ratios. And then I think there's debt service. Uh, what's the base? Debt service <clears throat> as a percent of income. And that'll give you an idea as to how much uh, debt accounts for our, our GDP. But yeah, that's a lot, man. That's a lot. I almost want to say it's the majority simply because you know, I bet I get used shoes. There was no transaction there. But let's say I want to buy some new running shoes. It's a hundred dollars. Well, now that's in my credit card. But even larger things like your cars, your houses, your student loans, um, because they're big purchases. Obviously, a disproportionate percentage of GDP is going to be financed by debt because usually people don't have ten grand laying around to buy a car, let alone thirty. So yeah, it's it's uh, so. How would the economy fare if there wasn't so much debt spending? It would <clears throat> immediately collapse. I'd say by half, at least half. But at the same time, prices would collapse. Like housing would be a perfect example. If you couldn't borrow money, like let's say we lived under uh, Sharia law and there was no borrowing, <laughs> they 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 create new words that isn't borrowing or debt but they are borrowing in debt, but then they can still borrow. But let's say we actually followed it to the law and there's no debt. What do you think housing prices would be without mortgages? You'd have to pay cash, right? What, what would student loans be or student tuition be if you couldn't, didn't have student loans? There would be a fraction of the money going in. Housing prices would collapse probably by 80, 90%. Tuition would be the same thing. Auto loan or auto prices, the same thing. So there'd be this massive drop in GDP, but there'd also be this massive drop in inflation, indicating that your purchasing power, your standards of living would not necessarily go down by as much. So there'd be a massive recession, at least on paper, and a real one too, as the economy kind of reset to this new no-debt economy. But then prices would be incredibly cheap. 
Rent would go down. Housing would go down. Every major expense item on your personal budget would go down. But then the millennials or the Gen Zers would complain. Yeah, I don't have money for college. Government lend me money. Okay, here's $100 billion. Why is tuition going up by $100 billion? Ah. Always amazed me how every college graduate has to take economics, and yet they are too stupid to know why everything's so expensive. Judd Grover, for two bucks, you made that video to help women. Ergo, you got a heart. <clears throat> I got a heart? No, I I did it philosophically. Look, I do have female friends, okay? I, I do have female relatives. I love females in my life. Yes, I'm not anti-female. It's more the truth. Like, I had my buddy, like, basically she was misallocating her time. She was not being economic. And time's your only resource. Like, look, dude, he doesn't make $100 million a year. That's what he has under management. Oh. Like, what do you mean, oh? You did pretty good in school. What, what? It's not hard. It's just, it's just, I just am so tired of lies. And let's be honest, Judd, you think any gal, you think that video is going to go viral? You think women are going to be like, hey, wait a second. He's talking the truth. This is going to be that sect again, that segment of women that are serious about it. That's not going to make it to the view. That's not going to make it to whatever. It's like the thing like, well, what if everybody majored in engineering, Aaron? Ah, I don't think that's going to happen. Don't worry. Human laziness will prevent that. Well, what if, what if every woman started getting hot and losing weight? Yeah, like that's going to have all. That's the that's such a credible threat that every woman is starting to lose weight, get big tits, and kind of have a feminine demeanor. Yeah, that, yeah, that, you better look out. Yeah, that'll, that'll break your cartel. Uh-huh. Judd Grover, two bucks. Like the Grinch, Clary Stein's heart grew four times that <laughs> And Atham, of course, is 99 cent supers. Look things up, Atham. Go on the Google and look things up. John Doe for two uh, euro. By the way, you consider Russia part of the West. Uh, yeah, I kind of do. Pre-St. Uh, Peter, Saint Peter <clears throat> pre-Peter the Great, I would say no. It was a, its own thing. Russia is its own thing. It's not necessarily Eastern. It wasn't necessarily Western. But after Peter the Great went in there and modernized things, and it Russia is part of the West. Kind of like our mentally impaired cousin, but it's more West than not. I mean, they have the fashion. In some ways, they're more Western than not. I mean, at least they, they, they're like, oh, no, we're Russian. Screw you. <clears throat> we like technology. Uh, no, we don't have to have Muslims come in. No, we are going to stay Russian. Um, you know, they're, uh, they got cars. They like wealth now. Um, they're, they're their own unique thing, but I'd say they're now more Western than they are Eastern, uh, in part boring as it may be historically predominantly because of Peter the great. If you want to look at that, that was then derailed and temporarily stopped by the Bolsheviks and Lenin. And after 75 years, I said, let's not do that shit again. Hey, you're a KGB agent. Lead us. All right, I will. <clears throat> and if you look at Russia's fundamentals, like they got no debts or very little debts. They got great GDP growth. Their economic fundamentals are great. They're just horrendously corrupt. Horrendously corrupt. So, yeah, maybe even one of the last bastions of the left. Juan, the Aztec patriarch Juan for $5. About to receive my first child support check. Bravo, man. <laughs> Bravo, Juan. That's awesome. 
What should I do with it? Think of taking time off of work to spend more time with the kids or the Roth IRA. Um, well, we're coming in the last months. How close are you to your uh, contribution limit there, Juan? And the good thing with California is like the weather should remain okay. So it's not like, well, I better go with the kids now. You've taken the kids. Look, here's the thing with kids, Juan. You know, I'm no father, but I play one on TV. You're spending time with them. Go, go do to the local park. Um, the fact you're just spending time with them. I know they like going to the national parks and this park and that, but uh, maybe Big Sur. Well, that's pretty far away, I guess. You don't have to go to the biggest nationalist parks ever. <clears throat> Throw the money into the Roth IRA. Uh, do that first. That's the wise thing to do. Then um, take your, your time and spend it locally with the kids. You, you don't have to be the world's greatest dad. You just have to be a participatory dad. And that's more than the average American kid gets. Although I would take a picture or scan in the the check and frame it for your first child support check. I would frame that and put it above your uh, your mechanic bay. Oh, geez, we got a lot here. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Did I get the $19 one? Let me make sure 1027. Let me make sure I got Joe AM because it's 20 bucks. Cappy, how long in the election should I wait to buy a house? Thanks for the great videos. Keep it up. I wish I knew, Joe, because I don't know who's going to win. I don't know what the reaction is going to be. Um, I'm, you know, and it depends on where your house is. It, boy, that's location specific. And it's also specific on your personal situation. Like, have you done reconnaissance? Have you figured out where you want to live in the United States? If you haven't, don't buy a house. Um, <clears throat> like if all of a sudden, like, I guess the, Best thing to happen would be Trump gets reelected, the leftists riot. So much so that housing prices collapse, but I don't see that happen. Let's just say that happens. Trump then has to print off several trillion dollars more, and you buy at this theoretical bottom where houses respond to the crisis and the burning and the looting. <clears throat> but then inevitably the new money floods in and raises the housing prices once again. But I would not let the political, uh, especially on the national scene, determine whether you buy a house. That is a very personal decision, very specific to your personal situation in life and the location that you're contemplating buying. So that's why we do. Judd Grover, five bucks. Whether I am serious or sarcastically joking with you, thanks for always being a good sport captain. Take the $5 for, po for Pokeball fun. And enjoy your weekend. I will. <clears throat> I will, though there's going to be snow hitting uh, central Wisconsin. So I got to, on Sunday when I go down, I got to be careful. I may take the car because my truck's got rear wheel drive and that doesn't do too well in the snow. <clears throat> but um, yeah, the weekend, I got to do something. Oh, I'm going to visit my grandma hopefully this weekend. Grandma's still alive. Going to visit my grandma. I'll be good. Uh, the competent man for five bucks stories about Gates working till 11 p.m. most nights. Yeah, rumor knew, rumor that Jobs knew you had a health problem but ignored it so long it became terminal. Right. I'm, I'm not going to be those guys. Yay. Hey, <clears throat> what does Bill Gates do with his money? He wasted on liberal politics. Like, I, I get a kick. Like, oh, look how many billions. Uh, what's his name? Gates is spending on whatever, Africa, poverty, the children. I'm like, oh, compared to the 
tens of trillions governments have spent over the decades that haven't done anything. Oh yeah, your little your little pubic hair of money there, Bill, is really going to change lives. He wasted it. That is the tragedy. What Bill Gates should have done with that money is, is anything but give it to charity. Charity doesn't work, guys. Hasn't solved one fucking thing yet. You should have given it to venture capital, really. He should have funded other businesses with it. Create jobs, create new technologies. That's really what gets people. Hey, they give the things to the poor people in the mud huts. Why are they still poor? Uh, David, 128 car payments suck. Never doing that crap again. Yep. In poor Rich's retirement, you could, I, I did the numbers. You could save up seven, uh, uh, three quarters, three quarters of a retirement account. Uh, just paying cash for cars, not paying, not paying, not getting a, a lease or borrowing. <clears throat> Swallow blue for five bucks. Think of writing a book about the corruption in modern U.S. universities. Okay. Here's a question. Why? Everybody knows it. Nobody cares except people on the right. And even then, people on the right don't care because then they still send their fucking kids to these corrupt universities. Again, I will point out a show called Garage Logic. Great show. Tune in. I think it's one of the higher-ranked podcasts. Conservative, blah, 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 we must do something. Co-host, yeah, man. Da, da, da. They, even, they even call it the, the, the Academy and how it's sad. How, again, what does the co-host do? Send his daughter to an overpriced liberal arts college. Fuck it. No one cares. Parents want their kids out. They want the kids to brag about, they got accepted to the fuckity-durkity-durkity school. Oh, my God, she's so smart. Five years later, living home, she's finding herself, you know. Trump's making it hard for people with creative writing degrees to find jobs. Uh, so, and then the the kids themselves, look, worthless, worthless tells young people what they don't want to hear. They want to go to heaven. They want to go to the land of Canaan. They want to go to the promised land college. It's the only reason they have to live in life. They're not going to listen to what I say. They don't even think they're going to pay back the loans. Why don't you write a book on dieting or being a good person or sacrifice? Or living frugally. <laughs> Why? Why do you write about the, the merits of eating vegetables? No one wants to hear it. They like their corrupt universities. A competent man, five bucks. Ms. was in use in the 17th century, but fell. Okay, thank you, competent man. A little history lesson here. Ms. was used in the 17th century, but fell out of favor and revived by feminists in the 60s or so. Ms. is for mistress. Oh. I'm beginning to like Ms. now. <laughs> I occasionally introduce the GF. This is my mistress, such and such. And and they actually, especially the old people, are like, what? This is my mistress. I say, what? No, I, I'm not married. I just like to call her the mistress. It's more fun. Inside. See? It's so funny. It's so funny. People like, when are you going to put a ring on that? Why don't you get married? Because uh, I like to have sex. And then nearly everybody laughs, including women, because it's fucking true. And it's the same thing with mistress. <gasps> what? Are you married? No. I just like calling her the mistress. Why? Well, because it's sexier that way. We still have sex. <gasps> it's so funny because we know that we're married and we don't have sex. <laughs> 
Everybody knows. Everybody knows. <clears throat> Shut up. Why do you get me here? Because I want to have sex. <laughs> and the guys. <laughs> Truth and funny, ain't it, guys? Huh? Yeah, your dick hasn't been touched in years. All right. <clears throat> Then we got Joe. Okay, we already answered Joe. Uh, Miguel Angel Casillas, five bucks. Would you consider perhaps a half-ass-looking perspective literature and IPO that shit so that we can invest legitimately in via an would You mean like make Operation Evil an IPO? I wouldn't, I wouldn't do an IPO because you have to disclose publicly who you are, <laughs> what your business model is. I might do like, an, like a GoFundMe. <clears throat> or an angel investor group. Um, but that would just be like, hey, your money's gonna go to something. I've come up with an idea of like uh uh a black ops idea where I I do I run black ops consulting or ideas for the Republican Party or the Libertarian Party. Like some truly clandestine shit, and I have some ideas, but I'd have to sell that to the Republican Party. And Republicans are fucking idiots. They're not. They're not smart. They're not savvy. I don't know if you've seen Mitch McConnell. Uh, for whatever reason, he's there. You might want to get a better looking guy. You might want to go with optics a little bit. You know, Ocasio, you know why Ocasio-Cortez is in there? Because of tits. That's why. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, if I need funding... Here's what's going to happen. If I ever need funding, I'll set up a GoFundMe account. I won't be able to tell you what it is because a lot of it's going to be secretive. Uh, and I will guarantee you absolutely no rate of return because you know there's no, no guarantee that there's going to be a rate of return. <clears throat> and you just have to trust me. And then, you know, I'm like, hey, here's your money back and some profit. You know, here's I sold it and we made money. Good. But that sounds like an accounting nightmare that I don't want to do. Bill and Doe, two bucks. Nothing is better than using $100 bills for a car. Yep. Yep. Uh, let me catch up here. Big Vis 497. Cappy, you should watch some Stefan Kotkin Russia lectures. Guy wrote an excellent series on Stalin and knows his stuff entertaining too. All right, I will. I, was, I read Robert Massey's book. It's the only reason I know about Peter the Great, but... Uh, Stefan Kotkin. I, and I've kind of had my fill of Russian history. But, you know, for podcasts, when I want to go to sleep, I might, <clears throat> I might get more of that. Okay, this I can't have fall down. Come on. So maybe I'll, I'll take a look at that. The competent man for two bucks. Trump with 275 and riot in blue cities. Oh, well. Oh, darn. Atham, $1.49 super sticker. Still can't see it, Atham. Still can't see it. Did you know Nomad, five Canadian bucks? Any future economic and social projections after the book? <clears throat> Will Chad get a GF business target? The unwed female consumer. I have faith on Gen Z. Cheers. Any future? Uh, no, I, I think just a general slow decay. As uh, the the uh, American citizenry changes, both uh, domestic and immigrant, 
from true Americans to just your regular European socialist pansies and immigrants, oh, magic dirt believers, um, <clears throat> and and the general overall human trait of laziness rules over all of us and free people, uh, free shit paid for by other people. I, I don't have any like, more debt, uh, increased costs of things that really matter like housing, education, and, and insurance, and health, and cars. Um, that'd be about it. Slowing economic growth. That's been happening for years though. Chad will get a girlfriend and she'll surprise him that she's a Marxist socialist feminist type. Um, Chad, I don't think will get married because he's too short. And I, I say that as a friend and love Chad like a brother, but he's just too short. He's five, eight, five, seven. And girls don't like guys that, you know, makes, makes more than enough money. He, he's everything those girls want, except he's he's short, and that's enough. So he'll. <clears throat> I think the only way Chad would get married is if he found a gal over in Asia. That's really the only way I think I, you're going to see it. Uh, businesses target the unwed female consumer. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's going to happening. Read the She Economy by Morgan Stanley. Also empowering and brave. I do believe I wouldn't have made these videos. I'm going to make some more uh, targeting women. I do believe there's going to be a segment of women that are not going to revolt, but they're going to put their own self-interest ahead of the hive and the feminist religion or narrative or, or Borg. And I say, I, I want to get married. I want to have a man of mine. They'll, they'll quietly contact me. <clears throat> they'll go out, they'll diet. There are gals that do it. You know, there's gals that, that work out and, and our good gals and stuff. And that's why, you know, I think there's going to be a market, but for every one of them, oh yeah, 10 to 20 gals. And, and you're going to see that sunk fallacy investment or sunk investment cost fallacy again. Uh, they're going to double down. If boomer women are any indication, especially feminist boomer women are any indication, the, the empowered rah, rah, you go girl, girl boss careers types, especially Gen X, but especially millennial gals, they are definitely, that is going to be a growing demographic. Uh, that'll be curious how that sect or trait dukes it out for the future of America, because, uh, in their eyes, everything is about the womans and they're all oppressed yet. They want all that. And we're powerful, strong, but we're all oppressed. <clears throat> we're, we are female is future, but we're oppressed. Don't you mansplain to me, but I need a mentor. I, that's what I'm going to. I don't care that AMC is closing down. I don't care if, if Hollywood doesn't produce another movie. I got more entertainment just watching the 20, 30, and 40 something year old women just get old. <laughs> okay. I you know. No, no, tell me again. Play that part again where you, you said you didn't know, need no man. Now, 10 years later, you're crying with your box of wine. Get, no, do that again. That was funny. That was, do that montage again. And now it's getting bright out there. Well, I thought it was going to be a little cold. Let's close that. Let's close that. Snowing more. That's seven inches of snow in Afton. More on the way. Not even November. Nieces love it. Oh, boy. Adventure. Snowman. Snowwoman. Oh. 
Elfism is the answer. Five euros. I love you. Thank you, Elfism. <clears throat> I love you, T, uh, too. Thomas Landrum, $2 super stick. Thomas, all right, now just let me explain something here. Atham's just fucking with me. I don't see the super stickers. Right now, it just says super sticker. I don't see it because I'm running this through StreamYard. So if I was on YouTube, I might see it, but I don't see the super sticker. Atham is doing that just to dick with me. Why? Because Atham's a dick. Right, so don't nobody do super stickers. I won't see what it is, unless you all want to be dicks like Atham, and everyone just sends me super stickers, and I'm just like, we're just it's the super sticker show. Are we caught up? Oh no, <clears throat> Scott Lukey, what do you think fourth wave feminism will be like? Um, I, I it's impossible to tell. I I don't know. I'm not even very clear what the the waves are. First was what women should have the right to vote, which not a, necessarily against. What was second wave? Was that the 60s and 70s? And then third wave was what? I guess so. Um, I think following the trend, they got rights. Then they wanted privileges where you are treated better than other people. <clears throat> privileges over men, affirmative action hiring, stuff like that. Um, I think what they're going to go for next, which they already have kind of gone for because feminism is coming, they're going to want to have everything paid for. They're going to say that their rights is to womb to tomb, that they should be taken care of. Um, but like all communist socialist groups, <clears throat> they're hard, running into this hard physical limit that you can only transfer income and wealth. And what I think, and again, you start seeing sprouts of this, they're going to want to start transferring other social things like beauty, which they are trying to do, making fat beautiful. They may go to the point that, okay, we can't get the non-financial things in life that we want. How can we get the government I, you know, via men, because it's feminism, to pay for what we want? So you're not going to be able to enslave men to become sex slaves. All right, that's not going to happen. That's beyond the pale. So they're going to go towards other things. I think they're going to go into their own world. They're going to claim they want other things. <clears throat> they want society to admit that things are beautiful or wonderful or better or superior, but they're going to retract into their own world and they're going to try to eliminate men from the participation of humanity altogether. And I'm not talking like kill men. Uh, they're going to want government, you know, egg freezing. They're going to want surrogate fathers. They're going to want, uh, they're going to go to a point where we don't need men anymore. We just need sperm. I think that's where some of the more radical, like the fourth wave will go is they're going to try to completely unhinge themselves from men to have families if they want to have families. But, uh, as it still pertains to men, they're going to have men pay for everything. They're just going to want socialism, full-blown socialism. And why I say they, they're going to retract into the old worlds because once you take money and let's say you achieve communism, they're, they're never going to stop. Again, at the end of World War II, you know what the soldiers did? They went home. Feminists, that, that, that requires you get a job. They will keep going. And so you can already see a hint of this where instead of women's studies, now it's gender studies and it's intersectionality. It keeps going more granular and granular to the atomic level where it's, it's pointless. It's pablum. There's nothing new to discover. 
but they're going to go insane. And so they're going to come up rituals. You know, that might be another thing. It might make the jump to religion, seances, weird ass shit like that. Gaia worship. Um, it's already insane, but it's going to be completely unhinged. That's okay. I'm, I'm saying I got my health. Uh, now look, see jo jo Thomas again, $2 super sticker. You, you don't have to be like Atham. You don't have, nobody has to, to envy or, or replicate Atham. We already have one. The world doesn't need two Athams, right? One is enough. Trust me, me and Chad had to tolerate them. Bacon. Fuck you, bacon. <laughs> Fucking bacon. Hey, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to download some of bacon's podcast at the goddamn bacon. Bacon.com. The goddamn bacon.com. $1.49 super sticker. Bacon, are you still recording on some shitty ass platform that has bad audio? Or have you finally decided you could drop the $100 a year on some podcast host and record with some simple software and a simple mic with a blue band aid on a rubber band around it? Zeranx for five bucks. Third wave feminism was the 1980s. Fourth wave is intersectional. Okay. Uh, so what was third wave feminism? That was kind of the girl and probably anything you can do, men can do. That's what my teachers were telling me in the first and second grade. Uh, grade. The problem with being having a feminist teacher in the first grade is you're not tall enough to punch them in their fucking face. You got to jump up and you're still too short. God, I hated those. Just They hated little boys. Like, how do you hate little six-year-old boys? I can see if they're misbehaving. I get that. <clears throat> well, how do you bring politics into little six six year old kids? Um, fourth wave. Well, then fifth wave is going to be metaphysical, the word of which I learned. All right, we got that. Let's get through our <clears throat> sponsors. Uh, look at all this. Olderbrother.com slash donate if you want to help out the show. Three ways you can do that. Through PayPal, where you get nothing. Through Subscribestar, where you get access to the behind-the-scenes content that I make about once a month, I'll be honest. I'm very busy with stuff. Uh, and then my Amazon affiliate program, where if you do all your shopping there, uh, I get a four or 5% commissioner cut. So you go to olderbrother.com slash donate, click on the Amazon banner first before you do any of your online shopping and getting into that good habit will help out the old Capmeister. does not cost you anything more. Commonsensecoffee.com. Go there, you get your non-communist coffee. Check out our uh, buddy, Better Bachelor, Joker, over at his channel on YouTube called Better Bachelor. Also check out Red Pill Men's Health at redpillmenshealth.com. Turd Flingy Monkey, you can check him out on BitChute. Uh, some of the finest economic analysis out there because he just, he calls it what it is. It's communism, but it's, it's somewhat repetitive now, but I guess you got to repeat yourself to get the, get the point across. Uh, but he also has a book out there called 13 rules, not to be a cuck, which makes a great introductory course for any 16 or 17 year old kid who doesn't have his father around, which is about 80% of you. 
but my dad still lives in the house. Yeah, when's the last time he told you that you need to take a punch to the face and learn to fight? Did he not say that ever? Well, then I guess you're, you, you have a present but absent father. If you don't know what that is, go buy the book, How Not to Become a Millennial. <clears throat> Terrence Pop, check out his book, The Killer of Killers. Good kind of sci-fi death world kind of thing going on. 405media.com, uh, my book, How Not to Become a Millennial. Football paperback, Kindle, and audiobook. Adam Pickett's book, Pushing Rubber Downhill. Check out his website, pushingrubberdownhill.com. The League of Extraordinary Podcasters, which includes the Masculine Geeks, the Goddamn Bacon, Jack Napier at Red Evening. You search that on YouTube. Uh, YouTube. Rob Says at robsays.net. The Black Brigade at blackbrigade.org. Rolo Tomasi on YouTube. Rich Cooper at Entrepreneurs in Cars. Ryan Stone, spelled R-I-A-N, Ryan Stone on YouTube. Troy Francis, pickup artist with a British accent who looks like the James Bond guy. And Sterling Cooper, if you want to check out his YouTube channel as well. <clears throat> a bunch of new guys on the podcasting scene. Academic Composition, go to academiccomposition.com. Uh, have Alex and his crack team of writing staff write your college papers for you because you don't need to write lies and deceit and bullshit about how people with penai are bad and people with white skin are bad. That is just a way to enrich liberal arts majors who couldn't get jobs but went on with their dad's rich money to get master's degrees in the liberal arts so they could teach you how you're a bad, bad person. You're bad. Free shit for everybody, but this time different. Without the starvation, we promise. Noncommunistsciencefiction.com. Go to noncommunistsciencefiction.com. If you like science fiction that has no leftist biased politics, bunkerbasics.com with Bunker Bob. Go to bunkerbasics.com to get all your survival and prepping needs covered. And a book by Linda Gross, The Science of Mastering Women. You'll find that on Amazon paperback and Kindle. And that is an academic study done by Linda. She also has a podcast you might want to check out. It's uh, a woman helping out the guys. If you want to check that out, Linda Gross. I got a binge on, uh, I haven't tuned into Coach Red Bill in a while. So I'm going to be on a show. I better, I do that. I try to like, oh, you know, if I'm coming on somebody's show, I better like find out the latest, you know. Yeah, hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm Aaron Clary. I got a pretty impressive dick, don't I? Her, who are you? Fuck if I know. You're only kind enough to invite me on your show. Let me tell you about me some more. Her, you like New Balance shoes? They're free. Body, body, bum. <clears throat> and then my books. Let's get all this other paperwork crap out of the way. I know I already mentioned the millennial book. Reconnaissance Man. Get that book. Figure out why you want to live in America. The Way of Men. This isn't my book. This is written by Jack Donovan. You do want to read that. Worthless. The Young Person's Indispensable Guide to Choosing the Right Major. Enjoy the Decline, Accepting Living with the Death of the United States. Curse of the High IQ, the book that everybody here listening in should read because you probably have an IQ if you like this thing and you don't know how you're suffering because the world is made for a bunch of normies, conformies, and inferior fuckwits. Randy Bentwick's book, My Mind, The Pence Principle, How Not to Get Falsely Accused of Rape and Have Your Life Go to Shit. Bachelor Pad Economics, that's my flagship product, which has had amazing sales recently. Ryan Stone, The Fook Files. It's The Fuck Files. Good philosophy. Um, the... The problem is that you can see him there, and the the main problem with this book is obvious. He's a Canadian, but if you can get over that handicap, 
Here you go. The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. October is getting Black Men Out of Poverty Month. Not Black women because you're all too addicted to your government checks and you've thrown Black men under the bus because you all the queens. I've seen that so much on the social media. I have. What happened? Is it Queen Week? I'm a queen and he better. What the hell is going on? Uh, anyway, if uh, you happen to be a young black man and you want to get out of poverty or you happen to know a black man who would like to help out a, a brother of yours, Give him that book. <clears throat> this one I just found in the files. Captain's Quarterly. It has a pinup. It's my best of one quarter book back up. I want to find a gal with classy 1950s housewife type of, you know, tasteful type of thing. I was going to do a quarterly magazine like this, but uh, I couldn't find enough models. And then Captain Capitalism. Oh, top shelf. I have my best of books out there, including this one, <laughs> Love Letters to the Left. That's also a backup, so not all of my best writing is in books. Sometimes it's in blog format. Look at that. Man, I wrote a lot of books. That is a lot of paper. Look at all the crap that came out of my mind. It's thousands of pages. <clears throat> all right, so there we go. I think that's it. That's all we got for the... For the um, <clears throat> advertisers, Bacon started a rock revival. Oh, wait, where did the other one go? I'm sorry. My apologies. New one. Uh, the Path to Happiness, The Road to Freedom by Michael Seacrest. Uh, he dropped this in the mail. I haven't read it because he hasn't paid me to read it, but he did drop it in the mail. And frankly, I can't remember if he paid to advertise or not. I'm just doing this because that way I don't have to worry about it. So when I go on my week of seclusion... I am left. I don't have to worry. I have a free mind. It's clean. It's done. Um, have you ever wondered why so many people seem so unhappy despite living in such a technologically advanced world? Do you ever ponder what makes people truly happy? Do you feel like something is fundamentally wrong in the world, but you cannot quite explain that? If so, the path to happiness, the road to freedom is for you. From explaining how freedom fundamentally produces human happiness. Okay, that's an interesting connection outlining a means to achieving that freedom in our personal lives, to providing a framework for building a future society that incentivizes humans to live their freest and happiest life. People don't want that, Mike. They want free shit and excuses as to why it's other people's fault they had more kids than they could afford and they majored in dumb crap and committed crimes. That's what people want. Oh, and the women also want to be told that big is beautiful. All right? So I don't think they want to have the second part of the book. Don't worry, you'll discover your own Operation Evil pretty soon. Uh, this book can help you not only understand, but articulate how we can build a better tomorrow. Oh, a better tomorrow, because that's just what society is all about. Once you get old enough, you hang out with enough humans, you'll realize, yeah, they deserve what they're getting. They absolutely deserve what they're getting. Yeah, yes, queen, yes, yes. That I don't know <clears throat> what happened. Hey, Dre, or, um, Bacon, I'm sorry. Bacon, you're, you're at least part black. What, is there something going on? Uh, I, it, it just got flooded. Now, maybe it's because I follow a bunch of black dudes who are conservative or libertarian, and they, they just post that up. Maybe it's just coincidence. But is my radar correct? Has there been more of this queen, I am the table type of stuff going on? Anyway, so Bacon for 223. Start a rock revival review show you might like. Like rock and roll? Like music? You and DT should get into that because DT's all into that like uh, death metal, heavy metal. 
genre. <clears throat> All right. Are we caught up? We are. All right. You know what? Let's take a break. I need a break. I'm going to maybe get myself some coffee. Let's take a break. I'm going to get myself a rest. We're going to get back with the news. Everyone take a break. I just want to show you, check out this badass haircut I got from my girlfriend. She cut this really badass. I look like, oh man, don't mess with him because of a haircut. All right. Uh, Bacon for 223. The Black Queen has been a thing since the nice. Yeah, I, I know that. Uh, but it's, I don't know, this past week I've just seen it. Yeah, just, eh, well, you know, you know. Of, of various poses and sayings. <clears throat> All right, some good news. Justice Store closing, 600-plus locations to shutter as part of Asina Retail Group bankruptcy. See the list. And I will tell you this. Um, I was, I think, in Henderson, Nevada. And I like it sort of. And I, I had to get something. Also, I see this pink thing. It says Justice. And it's in girl font, obviously a girl store. And I've, I'm already very, very angry. Like there's a special place in hell for child molesters to people who talk in the theaters. There is a, a place even worse than that for politicians and teachers <clears throat> who have ruined now, what, three generations of young girls to think that just because of the way you were born, that that has value. Uh, and the other people who don't have the way you were born are somehow out to get you or your competitors, basically ruining the number one thing for people in their lives. And that is love from somebody else. And I don't, you name your, it's a clothing store for tween, for tween girls. You name it justice. I remember walking past it and it had like feminist children's book and, you know, saying you go and girl power and moxie and all that other shit. I'm like, can you just let the kids be kids? Can you, can you let the kid, can you let the girl be a girl? Like I got a buddy, he's got, and I got the little nieces, you know what, the, without pushing or prodding, do you know what they all do? They all want to be Ilsa. Doesn't matter. I've seen little black girls like the trick or treating story another time. There's there's black there's, there's this little kid. He's like three. 
Black Captain America. And that kid wanted to be Captain America. He didn't care if Chris said he wanted to be Captain America. And dude, kid had his shield. He had the outfit. And, and he he was just excited. He's getting candy. And his old man's there. I'm like, you know, I don't know about you, but I feel I feel a lot safer knowing Captain America is here. <laughs> but for oh wow, the, the little boy chose Captain America. And the little girls always dress in Elsa. Even that said, look. If I'm going to take the nieces out, they can't be wearing Ilsa dresses. Put them in pants. Let's go. We got Avenger time. They're not running around with their fucking wand singing, let it go, let it go. Like, shut up. I know how the song goes. Never seen the movie, but you've sang it enough. I know it by word. Shut up. We're getting ice cream. Put on pants. <sighs> Where the hell was I going with this? Oh. So they naturally gravitate towards being girls. It's natural. Don't don't fuck you. Shut the fuck up. So here's now you gotta ruin that with hey, boy, the boys are icky and gross. And this goes beyond that, like, oh boys are gross and the guys are getting frogs and putting it in girls' desks. Okay, that's natural. Girls are icky, uh, boys are sh sugar and spice, everything nice. Got it, got it. Okay, that's that's okay. But now that they're you know becoming young ladies, they're about to hit a puberty. A curiosity in boys? No! Justice! Let's just take the fucking hammer of politics and crush their little childrenhoods and bash it up. It's like, there's a war going on in America. And so I already hated this store. Because it's 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 basically child abuse. That's what you're doing. You're 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 trying to capitalize off of little girls' gender or sex. Uh, to make a buck, and then you're going to weaponize them under a flag. We're team girl, and you go, like, they're not getting enough of that shit in school. Well, justice is closed. Closing 600 plus locations to shut up. Blah, 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 blah. So, this is good news. Tween retailer Justice is permanently closing more than 600 of its U.S. stores as part of the parent company, Asina Retail Group's bankruptcy. Oh, get woke. Actually, go broke. <laughs> New Jersey-based Asina, which operates Lane Bryant, Catherine's, Ann Taylor, Loft, Lou and Gray, and Kasik filed for bankruptcy Thursday with plans to shut around 1,600 of the company's 2,800. So good, good. I hope you're all unemployed. Now, of course, you'll get Trump bucks. I know. But I hope all your fucking careers went down the fucking toilet, you assholes. How dare you take advantage of a little, just you can't let them fucking be kids, huh? You got to shove your fucking feminist politics up their ass and ruin their childhood, huh? I mean, it's the same thing with like religion. Like, let's get these kids believing in this thing or they burn in hell. <clears throat> oh, yay. Yeah, thanks. Going to courts, Asina attends to transition justice to a primarily online platform. Oh, so the cancer's going online. The Justice brand, formerly limited to, is geared towards girls 6 to 12. 6. Remember I told you about six year, when I was 6 years old? Not joking. Teachers are already up there shoving feminism up our ass. It joined a scene in 2009. has 826 specialty retail and outlet stores. <clears throat> SB360 Capital Partners will manage the out of going out of business liquidation sales court records show. The firm managed Charlotte Roos's 2019 liquidation. Charming Charlie Fred's. Are these all chick like shops? I know Charming Charlie's is currently handling model sporting good closing sales. 
and that's it. Uh, booty boo, booty boo. That's it. So good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad something evil, vile, and toxic, especially against little kids, specifically little girls, went away. I'm glad a political propaganda arm that profited off of little girls has gone away. Maybe these little girls will grow up and enjoy being girls. Maybe they'll have fun. Maybe they might find love, unlike you fucking spinsters that ran that company into the fucking ground with your fucking MBAs. Any more super chats? I don't want to fall behind. Django and Geek, two bucks. Please watch Kevin Samuels. Better than Tom Light. All right, I'll write down Kevin Sanders. But do I need this? I mean, is it just more women things? I kind of, I'm kind of caught up on it. I don't need any more strategy with women. Uh, public transport, transit re- ridership off the rails during COVID nineteen pandemic. Let me give you the background on this. <clears throat> Minnesota is not Chicago. Okay, Minneapolis to St. Paul, not Chicago. We are largely a car community. And we have a bus system, but that wasn't good enough 10, 15 years ago. So all these socialists within the state of Minnesota decided that we were going to spend, I don't know, multiple billions, around $4 billion, setting up what I think is one, two, three lines, light rail lines. And it could it's probably even more. Uh, because they're trying to build a corridor, or a line out to Eden Prairie, which is the Southwest. Atham looked that up. Point is multiple billions of dollars. The first line they put in made a little bit of sense because it is on a line that gets not, it terminates or starts, depending on how you look at it, at the Mall of America, but it goes to the airport. Then it goes to downtown, right past both the football stadium and the baseball stadium in downtown itself could have had me there a little bit. Could have had me there. Right? Then they build one from Minneapolis to St. Paul, which you don't need because it's a ton of buses and highways and roads that goes in between the two. There's the advent of Uber, you know, that kind of thing. And then for whatever reason, they want to shoot one to the Northwest out towards St. Cloud and another one out towards Eden Prairie. And it's like, well, there's nothing out there. You're not going to have the ridership. All right. So billions, multiple billions of dollars. Because, well, we need a train. We have to do something. And this is why leftists will never stop. They will never stop. Because if they stop, that means they have to go back and get real jobs. This is why they ban plastic bags. This is why they ban plastic straws. Because if they just wake up and say, hey, I think we've done enough. Now we can go home. That means they have to work real jobs. So there's always a crisis, always an emergency, always something. That's why they're going to try and ban, and they are trying to ban, fireplaces, which, don't know if you knew, this is kind of important in Minnesota. Why are they getting rid of fireplaces? Because of particulates. Is there any science or evidence that would prove that this is a health crisis? Yes, it's the shit we just pulled out of our ass, so we could continue in protest. None of them want to work. They want to be lifelong crusaders. And so here we have what, I don't know, adjusted for today's dollars, a $5 billion choo-choo train. The COVID-19 pandemic is taking a a toll on public transit in the Twin Cities. Look no further than a North Star commuter rail line for proof. According to Metro Transit, readership is down 96% since last March when the the pandemic was declared. To put that in perspective, in April of 2019, there were 65,532 riders, 
In April of 2020, the number of riders plunged to 1352, a 97.9% decrease. It got even worse in May, dropping from 72,000 riders in 2019 to 1,158 in May of 2020, a 98.4% decrease. The numbers now, the only people riding these rails, by the way, now apparently bumps <clears throat> because it's already getting cold in the Twin Cities and they're just staying on the light. Oh, and by the way, it's the honor system. It's kind of pay as you go uh, if you want. And there's a big issue of collecting. But that, that's just another side thing. They did something. We did something. I'm just wondering what $5 billion would have done for poor black dudes and dudettes in North uh, North Minneapolis and East St. Paul if we send them to Dunwoody. W what if we took the $5 billion and say, hey, kids, here's some training over at Dunwoody. Here's some training at Hebpin Tech. I wonder if that would have helped out. Oh, no, we need a shiny new choo-choo train because we just so much care about the environment. <clears throat> Numbers have only shown a slight rebound in August. People are working from home, says Metro Transit spokesman Howie Padilla. People haven't aren't having to get around to special events as much. We need to try to figure this out. What the options are, what's the end result? We don't know. <clears throat> Got an idea. And this is the one saving grace. So all that land and property you bought up, it's gone up in value. Well, it's gone up in price, not necessarily value. You could sell and liquidate it for housing. You could sell it all right back now. People aren't using it. People, thank God we shuck the boomer brainwashing of, if I can't see you, how do I know you're working? Pow. So it may be commuting as well. People just couldn't work from home. I'd love it if we don't need the light rail anymore. I'd love it if we didn't even need the interstates, although we do need to get around to visit each other and be social and live a human life. But I, I just, <laughs> oh, really? The train, we didn't, we didn't use that much anyway. Now we really don't need it. I wonder if we should liquidate it. Uh, Padilla says meetings continue between federal, state, and local transit funders to determine a course of action for all the public transport. But North Star Rail is the most urgent because the taxpayer subsidy is required to run the line, even with so many empty train cars. So there's a subsidy to run it. I guess with people not with or without the peg, we still needed a subsidy. In 2019, the taxpayer subsidy per ride was $19.39 per passenger. I think it's three bucks to ride. This is why I love my cheap bus ride in Nevada because the citizens of Las Vegas and Nevada pay for me to get a really cheap ride. So every passenger there is given 20 bucks. That's considered part of the government's expense of providing public transport. However, that subsidy is skyrocketed because many costs to the run the line are fixed, even though fewer trains are running now because of the low demand for service. The result, <clears throat> here we go. In August, even with the help of the CARES Act pandemic funding from the federal government, the subsidy per passenger for each one-way one way ride was $545.45. If the CARES Act funding goes away, the subsidy would go to $559. That's like at least five flights to Vegas and back on Spirit Airlines. Now, I don't know about you, but would $559 per kid, per ride, huh? Per poor kid up in the, in the ghetto or East St. Paul or wherever, to some disadvantaged kid, do you think maybe we could have spent this money wisely or better or more wisely? 
would you would you like to have a bunch of kids out of poverty because they're tradesmen, they're plumbers, they're electricians, they're mechanics, they're like Juan? Maybe some, maybe we're a little bit more academic. We send them off to school for accounting. Okay. Maybe there's an engineer or two in there. No, but you know what? <clears throat> a bunch of, and here's the truth, a bunch of trust fund baby, liberal white assholes from the suburbs, the Mark Dayton types, they felt good. They felt good. And to whatever, uh, we could say black but minority people that are listening, I, I cannot emphasize this enough. This is a perfect example. Liberal white people don't like you. They don't care about you. They want to use you. If they actually gave a shit about the plight of black people, Hispanic people, whatever other <clears throat> disadvantaged group, they would say, whoa, 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 wait, hold it. Well, one, they they wouldn't just say, follow your heart and money and follow. You'd have a little bit more of a angry father figure like me. No, dumbass. You're not going to school for that. You're not going to school for African-American studies. You're going to school for plumbing. You could study African-American studies for free and get the same thing, but you're going to go to school for becoming an electrician. I don't like to hear that. Too bad. I'll go to Dunwoody. But they really don't, they don't care about you. They don't love you. They want your fucking votes. That's it. I don't know how much we got to keep pointing out the proof that pretty much every Democrat city the black community is usually dead last in terms of standards of living, poverty, crime, <clears throat> life expectancy, safety, all the measures of standards of living. But they got the choo-choo train. Yay! Suburbanite soccer mom, trust fund baby woman, running for public office over at the state city council government office. Yay, I got the choo-choo train. Feel good. Meanwhile, uh, Jamal's too poor. But no, see, they said they care about you and they told you what you wanted to hear. So let's vote for them again. 559 fucking dollars. Just go for a ride. You could run a limo like eight times. <clears throat> we need to take a look at the whole transit system, but especially what our options can be with the North Star and how we can stop that bleeding. Representative John Kosnick, Republican Lakeville, told KSTP is a member of the House Transportation Finance Committee. Kosnick says that's a complex problem. Shut it down. The twins gains aren't going on. People are coming to Minneapolis for entertainment purposes. They're not coming for business. The commute has evaporated. The demand has evaporated considerably. Well, maybe if you stop burning down buildings. See, but the naivete, even on Kosnick's part, uh, this was never about providing public transportation. This was to make liberal politicians feel like they were doing something. They were feeling good at doing something. Yay, me. It's ultimately so I don't have to get real jobs. Uh, North Star might be down the steepest, but all public transport ridership is down dramatically during the pandemic. The light rail blue line between Minneapolis and the Mall of America is down 73%. The light rail green line from Union Depot to St. Paul to Target Field is down 69%. Ridership on the buses, that would be your baseline, is 63%. But a booty boop, booty booty boop, booty booty bee. So there we go. <sighs> Related. From Fox News, Mayor Fry, Minneapolis is turning the corner. <laughs> this is three days ago. I was in Minneapolis two days ago. The bars and the restaurants and Lake Street is still burnt down. You haven't even picked up the trash, Jacob. You're not. You haven't even cleaned up the burnt down buildings. You fucking lying sack of pussy shit. 
We're turning the what's that like being a leftist politician? You just get to say whatever you want, and it has to have no bearing in the real world. Uh, in a one-on-one interview, Minneapolis pussy extraordinaire, Jake, I'm sorry, Mayor Jacob Fry said he believes the city is turning the corner after the police killing of George Floyd and a summer of civic unrest. Say riots. It's a daunting task, undoubtedly, said Fry. It's on me and it's also beyond me. Uh, yeah, and and what are you going to do about it? Uh, it's been a difficult time for most major cities in the U.S., but the issues in Minneapolis are particularly acute and chronic. We are confronting a series of crises sandwiched on top of each other, said Fry, noting the COVID-19 pandemic, <clears throat> subsequent economic downturn, and the reckoning following the killing of George Floyd. Fry said his priorities are making sure the city remains safe and the recovery continues. Oh, really? Like cleaning up the burnt down buildings? You know, I got the little nieces. And before we have fun, I'd say pick up the toys. Toys all over. There's carpet under there somewhere, but you can't see it because there's so many toys. Pick up the toys. Pick them up or we're not going anywhere. Begrudgingly, they pick it up. You know, like... The little one grabbed one Lego and put it away. That's more pickup than anyone in Minneapolis has done. Because that's work. I, I you know, just, just clean up your shit. I don't care what the insurance is. Well, that's insurance. It's not our response. If I was the mayor, I would start firing off all the nonprofit, touchy-feely, diversity, inclusion people we just hired for $100,000. i say, you guys are out. We're taking the money. Demolition crew, get in and start cleaning up. Go to the citizens like, <clears throat> all right, we're going to clean up your place. We're going to take away the, the – do it, do it. You guys want to come to the Twin Cities? Drive down Lake Street uh, west of 55. Oh, you can go a little bit east of 55 and go all the way to Uptown. Well, the cool hip action is like boarded up windows. <clears throat> I'm a firm, I'm a believer that five, tw- 10, 20 years down the road, when we look back at this time frame and recognize this was that this is where they say nothing. This was the time we did things differently in a way that truly transformed the way we operate the city. And hopefully we can be an example for other fouls as well. Said Fry. Fry, you haven't picked up the debris yet, even. You, I know I'm, I'm, I'm pissing into the hurricane again. I am talking, I might as well be talking to Chappie, Chappie and Cappy. Talking to Chappie. Chappie is more capable of a conversation than Mayor Fry. Because Mayor Fry just wants the free shit. He succeeded. Bravo, Minneapolis. You took a rich, privileged white guy, and you made him even more money. Kind of like Betsy Hodges. Rich, privileged white girl from YZ, and you just gave her lifetime employment. Oh, the city's still shit. <clears throat> Blacks are still dead last in every economic measure. But you said nice things to the people to feel good. Look at me. I'm a caring person. Bye. Who is it burning? That's okay. I'm a professor now at the Kennedy School of Government. What happened to Kennedy? Huh. That's right. Um, Asked about the city council's shifting positions on abolishing, defunding, or dismantling the Minneapolis police. Mayor Fry says he has been consistent. Those words means a thousand things different, he said. Fry says he supports the city's current efforts through the Office of Violence Prevention, including the violence interrupters of the Minneapolis. Uh, see? Now, here's what the... Now, I'm going to have to explain this to you because you guys aren't smart enough to, to pick up on this, this clever thing they just did. Minneapolis is spelled M-I-N-N-E-A-P-O-L-I-S, like metropolis, polis, I think meaning city. 
or Greek, there's a Greek word. So Minneapolis, uh, I think Minia was uh, an Indian name. <clears throat> and polis meaning city of the Indians of, or city of this particular Indian. But instead of IS, at the end, they put US and they put a big, it was capitalized, meaning Minneapolis, us. Get it? You see? See what they did there? Those clever socialist Marxist fucking ballist pussy wonders? They put a U.S. at so now everything's okay. Everything's fine. Blacks now make the equivalent to whites, maybe even Asians. Because fuck Aaron Clary's like plan to take that money and send them off to the Dunwoody School of Trade. That would no, no. We put we put a, a cute little U.S. at the end, and all us rich white people from Kenwood and 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 Crocus Hill. By the way, uh, anyone listening, if you want to really riot and protest this next, let's say Trump wins, and you want to riot in the Twin Cities. It doesn't do you any good to riot where immigrants basically have set up their shops. You just really pissed. They were already, you got to go where the power is. And that would be Kenwood and Minneapolis and Crocus Hill. Okay. Go to, to figure it. Come on, guys. You couldn't figure that out. You torched your own neighbor's house. Go to Kenwood. Okay. Don't go to where the offices and the buildings are. No one's there. Nicolet, what are you doing down in Nicolet? Go to Kenwood and go to Crocus Hill. That's where the real power brokers are. You want real change in the Twin Cities? That's where you go protest and riot. Who knows? Maybe occupy a house. The nice houses. <clears throat> Riding on Lake Street. That was a, yeah, tearing down the, the hexagon bar. That made a statement. Uh... Minneapolis group violence inter intervention project life mental health responders and decriminalizing addiction but if by defund you mean simply get rid of all the police no i don't think that's smart we need law enforcement in our city said fry dude the every minneapolis cop should just walk ask if there's a culture of racism in the mpd mayor fry says culture is about people and personnel get the right people in and the wrong people out now there's you don't have racism in the minneapolis police department you, you don't. And if you do, they're smart enough to keep that, you know, like, fine, someone's harboring truly racist things. They wouldn't make it into the Minneapolis Police Department. Fry said the difficulties when police officers are fired, half returned after being reinstated through mandatory arbitration. Yeah, why? <clears throat> Fuck Minneapolis for a second. Let me talk to anybody who's a cop or an aspiring cop. Don't ever work for a major metropolitan area as a cop. Okay, just don't. Because, like, if you accidentally kill someone, manslaughter, you, you're going to make mistakes are going to be made. If they come after you for manslaughter or murder, it's not worth it. Now you're in jail. You know, oh, oh hey, we're going to force you up against criminals and situations where your safety and, and, and your person is going to be compromised. <clears throat> and we also want you to arrest these people. But we're going to tie so many hands behind you. And now there's the legal risk you might get uh, arrested and put in jail. Uh, that even if your intention was that, you could still get caught for manslaughter. You know what? You go be Barney Fife over in Mankato. You go be Barney Fife in St. Cloud. All right? Fuck Minneapolis. Fuck St. Paul. Fuck every major city. What? You want me to go do all the dark? You want me to do the heavy lifting for you? But if I actually, you know, I'm not saying like uh, you, there isn't a case for manslaughter or anything like that but oh because politically i arrested somebody and they were high on whatever and it, you know it's kind of unclear and i i obeyed within the law the rules of my job oh i'm still arrested mm -mm. nope bye 
Goodbye. Bye. You don't apply. I don't care how fun and exciting it is. I know a lot of you guys want to be, see where the action is. You love the foot patrol. Maybe you want to go SWAT. Nope. <clears throat> nope. 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 And imagining what the Minneapolis Police Department looks like in the future, Fry says he's not going to give a slogan or a hashtag. What? Really? Come on, Fry. You had Minneapolis us. Come on, man. But Police Chief Madaria Arredondo, affirmative higher action extraordinaire, is the person to lead the department. He's been able to construct a vision for where he wants the police department to go in the future. There is not one simple fix for any of this, and that's why it's important that we collectively don't pretend there is one. Yeah, there would be. Mayor Aaron would say, uh, okay, we're passing a law that people have the right to defend the property and the persons with lethal force, and the we're, and we're going to investigate if there are actual you know, unjustifiable killings or assault or whatever. We want a clean police force. But if there's riots... <laughs> There won't be riots. They just why that that hardware. Oh, I want to be reelected. Otherwise, I have to get a job. Oh, and I'd be making be mayor fry no longer. I'd have to work as as, a, as like a what? What do you do if you're a washed up? Oh, what? Maybe you become a professor. That's right. You go to academia. You worthless fuck. <clears throat> So Minneapolis is turning the turn of the corner. See, the mayor says they're turning the corner. Even though, again, once you go drive down Lake Street, it's still burned out Buildingsville. No one's picked it up. And on the far west anchor of the burned down street of Lake Street, Uptown Apple Store in Minneapolis closes permanently. Oh! What are you, like, cool, hip, upstown intellectuals supposed to do without your Apple Store? You know, like how you fight the system and capitalism by buying a $1,200 phone because it's fashionable? What are you going to – and all you people are, we work downtown in uptown, the cool, hip Apple store. Um, it's gone now. Maybe it has something to do with all the boarded-up windows and the murders that happened, I think, three months ago in front of the old theater that is also shut down now. <clears throat> I wonder if that has something to do with that, maybe. You think? Uh, computer outlet never reopened after pandemic closure, damage from riots. The Apple store in Uptown will close permanently. The Come on, Apple, you're supposed to help out. Target's going to rebuild all the shit that was burnt down. You should, too. The latest in a growing list of shops and restaurants that have nearly abandoned the beleaguered South Minneapolis Retail Center. Apple has had a presence near the bustling corner of Hennepin Avenue and Lake Street for the past decade. It informed its approximately 60 employees Wednesday that the store would close. Oh, 60 employees. They must all have degrees in engineering or something and totally vote Republican. The store had yet to reopen since March when the state stay-at-home orders to stem the spread of the coronavirus pandemic forced many retail establishments to temporarily shutter. Following the killing of George Floyd in May, the Apple store was one of the nearly 40 businesses near the corner that was damaged by rioters. While the damage did accelerate the timing of the closure, Apple had, was already in discussions <clears throat> to close the store before the pandemic and the riots, the company said. Our stores in the Minneapolis St. Paul area serve customers for 19 years and are nearly 500. 19? Have they been in 19 years? Is that when jobs came back? In case the I, is the iPad? I, is the iPod? Is that that old? 20 years? Uh, 
And our nearly 500 team members look forward to helping our customers for a long time, Apple said Thursday. So, though we've made the difficult decision to permanently close Apple Uptown, all of our value team members will be offered other positions within Apple. All right, well, that's good. All right, good for them. we gotta, we got to applaud it there. And we look forward to continue to serve our customers, our four nearby. But where, where are they going to go where all the action is? Because Uptown was where all the action is. Oh, it was. Oh. I'm still waiting for the Uncommon Coffee Grounds. There's another clever one. Uncommon Grounds. Because that's only two blocks north of where the destruction and mayhem occurred. Uh, we look forward to serve our customers. Early last year, neighbors Columbia Sportswear and North Face shut their doors following the departure of Victoria's Secrets the year before. Canadian Outwork. Company Acerterics less left last fall. Their Urban Outfitter stores has also been listed as possible for sale or lease. Come on, Minneapolis is just, just a pro business city. Come on, their community. Come on, let's you get in there. The Southwest Journal reported MAC Cosmetics closed in January of this year after City Pages. City Pages, there's a winner. Reported its storefront front was up for sublease. <laughs> Restaurants haven't fared much better. The popular Sushi Tango across the street from Apple Cal recently decided not to renew its lease. I've been to Sushi Tango. I remember <clears throat> going there after teaching dance class in St. Louis Park. Ask them, look it up. There was a cute waitress there, and I was playing my game. And then uh, this this was funny. She said she was Spanish. And I said, oh, you ever read Don Quixote? And she looked at me like that. Like Don Quixote, the guy that charged the windmills? And so I was stupid way back, way back, dumb Cappy, stupid Cappy. So I thought I'd impress her. <clears throat> I went to a used bookstore and I got a copy of Don Quixote. I wrote my number in it. And I said, yeah, I ordered my sushi. And I said, here you go. My number's in there. Give me a call sometime. I'll take you dancing. Never heard. <laughs> and, then, and then the, the clever schemes and tactics kind of like i'm not wasting my time I'm, I'm, there's no more pig there what pearls before swine no more clever no more going god you wasted what at least an hour on that one going and finding an old book of don quixote um so that was that was at sushi tango i don't even think she knew the guy who wrote don quixote who was the guy who wrote that he was a Spanish. Oh, I, I way overestimated the intelligence. Uh, another restaurant, Fig and Pharaoh, closed in May. Chicago-based North Pond Partners, owner of Calhoun Square, plans to rename the struggling center Seven Points because Calhoun, what they turned out that Calhoun, whatever his first name was, uh, owned slaves. And there's a lake just a couple blocks down the road from Calhoun Square called Lake Calhoun, and they renamed that because, once again, this guy owned slave, you know, 200 years ago or whatever. So now they're in, renaming it Seven Points and undergo a multi-million dollar makeover to revamp the center and convert parts into offices and possibly apartments. Why? They're just going to burn it down again. Uh, Scott Engel, executive coordinator of the South Uptown Neighborhood Association. Ooh, I can't wait. To, oh, how, what, what's your business plan for the community, Scott? Said the retail decline in Uptown isn't different from what's happening in other cities across the country. 
I think folks are discouraged all over the closure of all these stores, but I don't think it's just Uptown per se. It's happening everywhere, Angle said Thursday. As some of the large chains leave the area, Angle said he would like to see more local businesses that would service the residents in their neighborhood move in. Uptown really has a lot of ingredients to make for an excellent, vibrant community. Not, not anymore, you know. Nope, not anymore. Are you going to make free parking? You gonna make parking free? Just wondering. Would you do that? Would you let me ask the city council? Would you do that simple bit of olive branching and make parking free after six p.m. so people can go to these places? Or you can send your meter maids in there to piss everybody off. So while they're trying to enjoy a meal at Chino Latino, one of the few remaining restaurants open there, they're trying to do it. There's always that thing in the back. Oh, I got to feed the meter. I got to feed the meter. Because that's always a fun dining experience to worry about parking. All right. Any more super chats here? So there you go. Turn around just around the, just making the corner. Minneapolis is making the corner. I think we're caught up. Are we caught up? Uh, there's like a swan. All right. <clears throat> David 128. Go take a drive through Hopkins, Eden Prairie, and St. Louis Park to see the bridges and overpasses the R building for this rail project. It's insane. Yeah. Um, I got a I got a couple friends. Uh, one who does live in he's at St. Louis Park <clears throat> on the border between St. Louis Park and Hopkins. Um, and I got a buddy in Eden Prairie and yeah, it's going through. I don't know why they're bringing people out to Eden Prairie though. There's, I, there's a mall there, but it's where the, where the train is going. It's still a good mile walk to the mall. Does it terminate at the mall? And there's nothing in Eden Prairie. There's, it's a suburb. There's places to live, but it's not like the mall of America is there or downtown St. Paul is there. <clears throat> oh, and did they piss off all the right little rich people? By the way, again, rioters and protesters, okay, uh, Kenwood, Kenwood, Lake of the Isles area, Kenwood. So the, the rail kind of went through the backyard of that area. And oh, did that kick up a storm of the baby boomer trust funder babies who are like, you know, Dayton and Pillsbury money. Holy shit. I know some guys that were working on that project and like meetings about meetings. Good. Oh, they went through St. Louis Park, where that's where all like the people who couldn't afford living in Edina ended up living. All liberals, all leftists, all go fuck yourselves. Oh, it's great. It's great. Hey, let's go to Eden Prairie. Yay. Yet they really should have ran one up university because there there's some cool stuff. There's like Flame Burger, or is that Central? I take that back. I think that's Central. You want to go up Central. University's cool too, but go up Central. There's like a lot of cool ethnic restaurants that are good too. Mexican ice cream place up there in Moahican. That the stuff that okay, that makes sense. <clears throat> no, let's go. It terminates at a swamp. I know I know the area like the back of my hand. It goes to a swamp. Like what are you, what are you gonna do? Look at the swamp? What oh ADC telecommunications is there too by the way. I guess there's a corporate center you can go to. Yay. Burn that down while you're at it. Let's teach these suburb people some lesson. All these good liberal, touchy-feeling suburb people, all the good leftists who just can't vote enough for the children. Yeah, look, come on. Come on out. Terrorize that place. Graffiti ADC telecommunication. Let's go. I actually don't. You probably get shot. Uh, I'll be honest. <laughs> you may not want to do that. Uh, Jonas Sleetka, 
for two euros. Which book are practical for Lithuanians to buy? Man, you Baltic guys are all, we had a guy from Estonia on a, on a chat show. You guys are all very practical. Um, <clears throat> I would say poor Richard's retirement is maybe the most practical. I'm also going to assume Jonas, that you are not stupid enough to major in stupid things. So you don't need worthless. Chris, the high IQ. Yeah, it, it, practical. I, I guess Bachelor Pad Economics as well. I mean, it's written from an American retirement perspective. So, you know, we got 401ks, IRAs, those kind of things. But the, the math doesn't change. Uh, but that, yeah, those would be the, the three, I would say. <clears throat> hey, Seneca Chief, who's in Swaro National Park, right? You're down by Houston. High of 90 today, no snow. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. We're getting more snow. Um, do Hey, hike Sabino Canyon while you're down there, Cynic. Uh, do that. Uh, you're going to not regret that. That's one you can do, You whether you're, you're super in shape or not. Judd Grover, Clary, do you listen to Napier's coffee cast stream? No, I didn't know he had a coffee cast stream. I thought I just had Red Evening. I try not to listen to Jack Napier as much as possible. I kid. I download uh, him him and Rob's uh, podcast every once in a while. Uh, Bacon, 223. Same with Starbucks in Seattle. Riots every Friday. Is it riots every Friday? Well, what's with the Starbucks? Do they riot at the Starbucks? I don't care. I, I love it. You guys remember when <clears throat> Starbucks had a problem? Was it Hotep Jesus that went in and demanded free coffee because he was black and he got it because one of the – that's right. There were a couple black dudes loitering in a Starbucks. They say, hey, you got to get out of here or buy something, and that was racist. And then Starbucks had, yes, it's coming back now. They had their sensitivity training. Oh, my God, what do we do? Uh, I don't know. You kick everybody out for loitering. How's that sound? Has nothing to do with race. You loiter, you loiter. You're a loiterer. That's that's what defines you. And oh, tip Jesus went and just got free coffee. <laughs> competent man, down Cervantes, thank you, competent man. Thank you with Cervantes. What was his first name? I guess I could look that up. All right, there we go. All right, that's it, guys. Uh, me and Chad might do an older brother podcast this week as a break. I will be doing nothing except writing. <clears throat> and we're going to go hang out with Doc. going to see Doc Perot. Oh, that would be good to finally meet that guy. And that's it. Uh, I didn't say the Good Morning Corona Chan prayer on Good Morning Corona Chan last time. So let's make up for that. Now, even though this is the Clary podcast, we'll read it here anyway. <clears throat> Everyone bow your heads in prayer. Dear great and merciful Corona Chan, thank you for your non-sentient and zero fucks given truth, the teeth and threats that have been missing so much in the real world that are yet necessary us to value life, acknowledge truth, and love our fellow man. May your nature continue to expose the evil and parasitic among us, the lazy and those that put themselves above all others, our slave masters who have kept us enslaved, teachers who can be replaced by YouTube, and the stupid and unprepared who write for toilet paper when there is none. Bless us, O oh great Corona Chan, and reward us, specifically those of us who are smart enough to have a one-month supply of toilet paper and who stocked up on 556 ammo as a matter of basic insurance policy. And may thine blessing come in the form of lower asset prices, less boomers, less traffic, cheap gas, and near-free airline flights. In thy name, Wuhan, Wuhan, amen. That is it. No more super chats and toodles.